Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Serious video time. I want to talk about a problem that we have in the United States that's getting really bad. Black people. We have so many of them, and I can't stand them. You lose them in the dark. They eat all your goddamn chicken and everything else that's wrong with them. I think we should have a new plague that gets rid of just black people because the niggers are ridiculous. I'm George D.K., and mischievous Pisser Possum are not welcome in these parts. You're listening to Pastor Lindsay, the movement turd.
No, this is the movement card. And also known as the Dick Dick Show. And your host is Pastor Martin Luther Drzezinski Lindstedt. And if you want to call in, and if you dare, call in. Hail victory, folks. Greetings, all great wiggers from the Hemsworth half side across the river, that's all great. Here in the open air, Coast to Coast Deadhouse, we call Zog Batman the third in the final, but this show, as always, is aimed at the lost and the found sheep of the house of Israel. You've chosen the seed of Israel's race. Ye who did hear Christ's call. Greetings. Uh, let's see. It's been a somewhat interesting uh, week here in uh, the Coast to Coast Deadhouse, known as Zog Babylon the third in the final. I was looking at Friday's arraignment of Trader Glenn Miller on uh, TV channel, uh, what, 41 from Kansas City, Missouri. And I got the thing up, and then I had a little bit of commentary. Trader Glenn Miller is thinking of firing, is thinking of firing his uh, public pretenders. The public pretenders, what they wanted to do is that they wanted to find out why Trader Glenn Miller is a drunken, lumpy, melungeon rat who went ahead and gunned down, well, let me see, a fat old Wigger Anglo Maciso doctor, his 14-year-old Wigger Anglo Maciso grandson, and some wapus, you know, and didn't shoot any Jews, didn't shoot any Jews at all. Well, folks, I can tell you why. I mean, don't do Trader Glenn Miller any credit. Hey, old Trader Glenn Miller is a self-loathing. You know, red nigger lumpy melungeon. But anyway, Trader Glenn Miller understands what these tards do not. He understands is that shoot, he went ahead and gunned them down. He probably made arrangements not to be actually shot. Uh, you know, he went ahead and said how Hitler and as arranged, he was arrested. And he's actually living longer than he would if he hadn't done the stupid shit because he's not allowed to drink or to smoke in the Johnson County Jail. It's not allowed. So anyway, he was whining. I guess he wanted to be on Lender's Tard Corral. He wanted he wanted a laptop, and he wanted Internet access in the cell. And the, uh, you know, the judge looked sort of disgusted. No. No. Well, what he says, I would fire, I would fire my public pretenders. Now, it was narrated by a negress thing outside, and folks, uh, what's sort of hilarious is that probably Trader Glenn Miller wouldn't have asked stupid questions like, are you a Jew? He'd just gone ahead and shot niggers when he's seen here. But, uh, hey, I guess he doesn't really know uh, what a Jew looks like. I don't know what the hell. He's always been sort of suck up to Jews, really. You know, but he is, I think he's part Jew himself as a lumpy, melungeon tart here. But anyway, here's Trader Glenn Miller. Here's Trader Glenn Miller having a final time, and what he's doing is he is, of course, uh, he is, of course, uh, running around and having, uh, well, having, I guess, a final time, uh, having a final up old time as much as he can uh, sitting, sitting. Uh, folks, uh, maybe I'll get his address, and, uh, you know, here are all these, you know, here are these two weasel, legal weasels. He says, I'm firing my lawyers. I want this trial. I want 30 days. 
I want to talk about the Jew, how the Jews made, you know, so like uh, Alex Flint, the self-loathing, gutsick, guido, kike and weasel with Jew ascades, about how self-loathing Jews have created all the trouble in the world. Okay, not by me. Uh, I have used self-loathing Jews like Daryl Bassarab, uh, uh, initially Eli or James and the Pisser Possum and a few other critters. By the way, I'm looking at the Walking Dead finale. It wasn't too bad. Uh, by the way, they had uh, they had a little grocery warehouse where they had a whole bunch of walkers running around in Griffin, Georgia, which is actually where Pisser Possum lives. He lives in a double-wide an old double wide along 76 Far Road outside of Griffin, Georgia. You know, that's his real address here, the Pistol Possum. And, hey, maybe, maybe, I don't know, you'll see too many little baby zombies, little baby zombies here. I sort of think it would be neat here to see the Pistol Possum as a zombie, a Pistol Zombie Possum, and a Bridget the Idiot Pistol Possum, and a Pistol Possum the Eldest Skankazoid and a Phineas Polonius Manzaret, you know, Pitcher Possum and all that here uh, at Griffin, Georgia. Because they, you know, they had a whole bunch of them running around, running around. It said that this uh, grocery warehouse scene where they had a whole bunch of uh, zombies uh, locked up in the, uh, locked up in the, uh, oh, in the trucks here. It was a zombie booby trap here. And they had these bad people here who are calling themselves wolves or something like that. But anyway, I don't want to. Zombie pitcher possums. That'd be interesting. Anyway, Trader Glenn Miller, Trader Glenn Miller. Uh, you know, he's. Uh, I think. I think he's probably well corked, so he's probably a subpartic knowledge like pitcher possum. Trader Glenn Miller is, as opposed to a sort of leaky, a sort of leaky one like Dan Johns and the rest here. So anyway, uh, we were we were talking. You know. Uh, by the way, I want to thank Tethered Flag. I want to thank Tethered Flag. For uh, uh, essentially being a great pissmaker, some people may say peacemaker, but I say pissmaker. He was a great pissmaker. Uh, you know, uh, Tether Flag was. He had me caught talking. He uh, he got me in and talking to old Russell Walker. And Russell is back to agreeing for the fifth time that he's going to sign a affidavit against Brian Real. And then Brian Real has committed perjury, like the 666th time or whatever. Uh, but Russell wants to make it difficult. He won't just take a freaking PDF and then sign the son of a bitch. No, it's got to be done this way or that way or whatever. And so I'm in tarred negotiations with Russell. But he was mad because this past Wednesday he annoyed. He got annoyed at old Dan Johns. And uh, by the way, with the dick. You know, uh, said that uh, Dan Johns isn't a real name. It's Warren Witherspoon or Witherslope or something like that here. And he's a delusional, you know, uh, Dan Johns is a delusional mongrel. Bleeding uh, out the ass, but his son, legal manager 2012, even bleeds out the ass more. And great grand, you know, uh, Melungeon, you know, Ashkenazi, Melungeon, Nicholas, you know, whatever. Uh, unknown baby, you know, baby Dan Johns or something like that. I mean, hell, really just bleeding out the ass here. Ain't going to even make it to 21 before it bleeds out the ass. Sort of like Linder. I mean, Linder's a, Linder's a Jew Michelin. He bleeds out the ass. So anyway, 
we were, you know, we were, you know, looking at Trader Glenn Miller. He wants internet connection. Joe said, nope. But here's Trader Glenn Miller. He said, I would fire these lawyers. And I want to give Trader Glenn Miller his own rat, in his own, you know, the benefit of rat cunning. That worthless rat has not been treated like Hal Turner. Hal Turner got fucked over. Hal Turner went to jail. Now, Trader Glenn Miller, he only went to jail. It was part of a plea agreement. Enjoy the Bulger Show right now. Trader Glenn Miller is actually probably the best, oh, Zogbot Zog has ever had. Who would think, who would think a red-skinned, cork-eyed, obvious mamzer would fool these CI tards who uh, let Trader Glenn Miller test a lie against them and all this sort of thing? I mean, who would fuck it? Who would fuck it? An obvious coward like Trader Glenn Miller. But anyway, I've been thinking, maybe I'll write a letter and uh, we'll say, Glenn, uh, you remember when I pretended to be your friend for about four years and I did get you on the internet. I did get you on the internet. Now, I got disgusted after chapter three about how you ran out at Greensboro. I did get disgusted with that. But, Glenn, I mean, heck, you, you have your right to counsel a choice. I mean, Trader Glenn Miller, I thought, I thought three, four months ago, and I called this friend at the nut house, I thought Trader Glenn Miller would be like old James Von Braun and would be weaving baskets, weaving baskets and, you know, coloring crayons or whatever at Lawrence State Nuthouse. I really did. Now, Lawrence State Nuthouse is a lot better than that house, old State Nuthouse. But, hey, I actually thought that Trader Glenn Miller would get there. But Trader Glenn Miller is smarter than me. I mean, Trader Glenn Miller, I don't have money for a lawyer. Well, guess what? They want to give you a public pretender. So now Trader Glenn Miller, he has been deemed competent and what he said is he, he wants a speedy trial. So they have 150 days. They have five months to take Trader Glenn Miller to trial. So here is the prostitutor. Hell, he has a slam dunk. Uh, this was arraignment on the 27th of March. Arraignment. Trader Glenn Miller pled not Yankee. And then I want a speedy trial. Hell, we need 30 days. Well, yes, Trader Glenn Miller, you only need 30 days. I mean, shoot. I mean, you're guilty as hell. <laughs> what you need, Trader Glenn Miller, is do get rid of your public pretenders. Just dump them. And I'm, you know, I want to offer my service here. Mad Dog and Mad Dog. Mad Dog and Mad Dog. Uh, you know, liars and law. Liars and law, but but what happens? This judge, this judge is sort of like U.S. Magistrate Matthew J. Whitworth. So far, he is going by the freaking book. And the prosecutor says, well, "Okay, fine by me, fine by me." I mean, arraignment. I didn't even have to present hardly any evidence here. I mean, shit. You know, we, we caught the worthless bastard uh, with guns a-blazing or something like that. Well, hey, yeah, we did it. Yep, he did it. You know, how do you plead? Not young man. I want internet access. Well, no, you're not going to get internet access. You know, public pretenders, they want they want to try to figure out why drunken, lumpy, malungeon, rat, dog bots uh, go ahead and you know, pretend to shoot down Jews and shoot down Wiggers and Wapuses here. I mean, you know, they want to they want to psycho and analyze 
portrayed of Glenn Miller. No, he's a worthless piece of shit. I mean, there's nothing to it. Totally drunken piece of shit who gunned down people who didn't do a damn thing to him because he thought he was going to die. And now the worthless bastard, because he can't drink and smoke while he's doing just fine. Really, really. He's probably a healthier, you know, him and his liver, his liver and his lungs have probably are in healthier shape than they were a year ago at this time here. Because he gunned down these people, I think, on April 13th. You know, it was, it was not a, it was not a good Friday for him. <laughs> it was the Passover, you know, maybe a Saturday, I don't know. We got him down April 13th. So, hey, uh, this time, you know, Trader Glenn Miller, his liver and his lungs are in better shape now than they have been for some time. Really. Trader Glenn Miller is feeling like a, well, uh, you know, a, a 69-year-old drunken lumpy melungeon rat who can't drink. So anyway, uh, I was looking at this on uh, Linder. Linder ain't talking too much about Trigger Miller. He's talking about Strom, the pervert, uh, you know, Kevin Alfred Strom, Kevin Alfred Sperm, and Weaver's uh, Will, and he just have all these cards. And when I'm in the movement, every single card has his own little following. He has his own little forum or blog or whatever, and nobody else could say anything, which is, well, ridiculous of that. By the way, somebody said that, uh, somebody said that somebody's taking over for old Dickie Dickie Barrett. You know, maybe he's going to do the Dickie Dickie show here. <laughs> Let's see. Nationalist, A-T-I-O-N-A-L-I-S-T. Well, heck, maybe old crying line black can get into it here. I was I was uh, looking last night at uh, at Finkelstein and pretty well laughed because he was reading this stupid book. And Fink is trying to the nationalist movement. You know them by their fruits and you have cross tags. I guess they do have a. I guess they do have the thing here. Stand up, speak out. No joint hands. You know to. Strike up activism. Okay. Two more videos. Well, that's nice. I don't know. It's almost like it's almost like looking. Uh, it almost like looks like it's uh, you know trying to be a Christian you know thing as opposed to being a Jew boy, you know faggot site here. Code of conduct. Ladies' code of conduct. By the way. You know, I'll, I'll look at that here, but I'm, I'm not impressed by that shit. Okay, folks. Uh, Trader Glenn Miller, you know, I, you know, I mean, maybe if you guys encourage me, maybe I can ask Trader Glenn Miller to be his counsel of choice. Now, what I would do, what I would do is because I, I really want them to uh, have old Trader Glenn Miller swing or ride the needle or something like that. Well, hey, I would do my best as Trader Glenn Miller's counsel of choice. You know, you know, that is that we don't fight with each other here physically. You know, the old rat here. I mean, he did run. You know, last time I seen him, he, he ran out of my office here, sort of scared. I was going to pull out a 38 pistol or a knife and scrag the worthless old bastard. But anyway, you know, and Catch Wayne got on me for not doing that. So, well, I didn't even know really who he was and B. Why, I don't know. You know, it's sort of against the law to shoot 
rats who are running around trying to catch other tars. But anyway, I would I would study the Kansas rules of court, the Johnson County rules of court, and make sure that Trader Glenn Miller could, you know, I, I'd, I'd give him the words of the gutsick weedle, Jew, kike and weasel, Jew ass Alex Linder. Um, maybe bring him some, you know, fresh Linder's locks. Yep, you know, complete with, well, red dress, you know, red dressing here from, you know, Linder's own anus here, bleeding, you know, bleeding and blistered bunghole. But most of all, I would say that I would let Trader Glenn Miller pretty well have his day in court, have what, you know, have whatever he wants to say here. And generally, generally it'll be as good as this, uh, as this, uh, oh, is this stupid lawyeress who's doing the, Thing with this here little uh, little Chechen tard. Uh, essentially, he, she's not even arguing uh, about how their little pressure cooker bombs killed people or something like that, or you know blew people's legs off or something like that. I mean, same thing with Trevor Glenn Miller. We go ahead, you know, if it's up to me, well, hey, you know, as co-counsel for Trader Glenn Miller, as his counsel of choice, I would make sure. But Trader Glenn Miller could, you know, ask questions, which are important to me, too. Like, are you a Jew? Are you a fucking Jew? If you're a Jew, you deserved it. Are you related to a Jew? You're, are you a kike-alike? I would let Trader Glenn Miller make as big a drunken, lumpy, melungeon, rat tard as he wanted to. Come on. It's Trader Glenn Miller. He ought to be able to put his defense as best he can. I'll look at this judge. He said, shit, well, no, you can't have Internet access because uh, essentially you ought to have a public pretender, but if you're going to dump a public pretender, it's too late to send you to the nut house because I've said you're competent here. And, folks, uh, Trader Glenn Miller's bearing me because, hey, you know, I had to, I had to spend, what, two and a half years, two and a half years in the nut house, another year or so in jail. I mean, hell, that was a real pain in the ass. That was a real pain in the ass. Trader Glenn Miller, he's only got, what, oh, less than a year. He already got he already got the old skid, the skids greased here to where he can go to prison. I mean, I really, I really got a, Trader Glenn Miller actually may be, may be a better you know, you know, in his own little rat-like way, his own little drunken rat-like lumpy militia way, Trader Glenn Miller may be a fucking regular Perry Manser. Really, no shit, no shit. He may be a freaking genius. Really, what's the thing? He may very well be, ever true me, he may be a relatively freaking genius. Okay. In any case, you know, hello, Bruce. Uh, you have uh, uh, Bruce, if you want to call in after the show or after the monologue, that's fine. But, you know, folks, uh, hey, I would be happy to serve as Trader Glenn Miller's counsel of choice or co-counsel of choice. I mean, heck, you know, even have one of these public pretender cards running around and, 
you know, should we be making stupid objections? Because Trader Glenn Miller, he wants to ride the needle. He's hoping to ride the needle. I'm hoping Trader Glenn Miller rides the needle. What I'm really hoping is Trader Glenn Miller admits that all along he's been a rat since 1976 when he snitched out, you know, in order to get his full 20 years in. And then he went and uh, then he went and <laughs> ran out of Greensboro. And then he was humping old peaches. By the way, by the way, I would be working to get conjugal visits between Trader Glenn Miller and Pizza's Jenkins or Williams or whatever that nigger's real name was. I mean, heck. Maybe maybe have faggot Glenn Miller come in and gloat here. Say, hey, Trader Glenn Miller, I'm your last remaining male spawn. That's because, well, hey, you know, I, it's because I knew I was a faggot and I sucked lots of dick. I never wanted to pretend to be a white man. So, I mean, heck, why, why in the world couldn't, you know, Trader Glenn Miller have Internet access with, you know, Rabbi Linder? Why shouldn't he have conjugal visits with Peaches Jenkins and maybe even pull Margie here? I mean, shoot. And we can go ahead and say, hey, look, Margie, we're going to try to keep this rat along so you can get you can get his pension here. The drunken love, I mean, you've gone through a lot of shit, poor Margie. I mean, hell. She already seen she already seen one of her spawn uh gunned down by this pig after he had gone ahead and gunned down this good Samaritan who had a tattoo shop uh way back in March of two thousand eight. Why heck? You know, I mean poor old Margie is no stranger to violence. Or petunias or tulips. Nope. I think that'd be a great thing here. So anyway, we have yeah, we have a good deal of flexibility. I was always in the bowel moment. Uh, let me see. It is, let me see, October, let's see, April, May, June, July, August, September. Uh, we have we have a little bit over six months before you know, before Hal Turner shows up again. Mona is just ovulating at that. But in any case, we have, well... I don't know about a good show, <laughs> but we have a show uh, coming up, and I want to, I want pretty well, I guess, talk a little bit about it. And uh, hey, uh, have you know, invite Bruce Howard in to call in, maybe, uh, maybe Linda call in too, and uh, we have, uh, we have a good time. Okay. So okay, it's not nice to give them a degree. Green by Jews in Neighborhood Park is obviously a demonstration of the Italy. Well, I sure it is here. Okay? Uh, <laughs> well, folks, uh, you know, I mean, you got to have, you got to have, you got to have heart. Got to have heart. Miles and miles and miles of heart. Just because you're sort of fucked up, you ought to be mucked up even without a part. Do, do, do. So, hey, how many of you, how many of you would dare piss on electric fence? Just go ahead and go, you know, just, you know, I mean, you know, it's sort of a male thing here. I mean, when you're young, when you're young, I mean, many of the time I've gone ahead and made figure eights in the toilet bowl. 
millions of times. Now, now that I can my own dose for kids here, I don't do that because it's sort of iffy. It's sort of iffy here trying to piss into a uh, you know apple you know apple juice jug. You can't really do the eights here like I used to. But folks, uh, hey, I mean it used to be just fun, just you know, just whipping up the old. The old, uh, you know, the old uh, toilet bowl into a nice big old piss froth here. You know what I mean? Used to be neat to do that. But not Bruce. Bruce, he, he will go ahead and you'll, you'll find him an electric fence. He'll piss on here. And then, you know, to show how dedicated he was, he will go and he will shave off not only the hair on his head and probably the, the, the hair down south here, but even his little eyebrow hair. Now, that is dedication. That is dedication. Really is. Really dedication. Now, some people may call it schizophrenic, but not me. Well, not all the time, anyway. So, anyway, uh, you know, I mean, heck, uh, had, had tattered flag, he made, pee, he made piss between me and uh, Russ Walker last night, and we talked for about an hour and a half, and it was good. Uh, heck, you know, but you gotta admit, I mean, old Bruce, old Bruce does seem like a genius compared to Russ Howard, or Russ, uh, well, you know, Russ Walker. But on the other hand, Russ, uh, Russ was trying to convince me about Ephraim Scepter, and I said, well, Russ, as a matter of fact, I do believe that Mary did make a 93 or however many miles it was donkey ride here. And, uh, hey, no biggie, no biggie. So anyway, uh, I think I'm going, uh, you know, I'm looking at this nationals.org. It looks like you know, the uh, successor to uh, Dickie Barrett. Dickie Barrett's, uh, well, you know, get you know, get some skinhead man pussy from the skinheads. Sort of like Brian Reels want to do with Johnny Tonto and Victor Swisher. And I looked at that here, and uh, heck, I don't know if anybody in the bowel movement really does anything just for the sake of doing something good and necessary. I mean, this show is necessary. This show is entertainment. This show is entertainment. I don't want to, I don't want to whip up you tards into doing anything illegal. I mean, how many eagles that are ill do we need in this all land? I mean, it's just fucked up enough here. We don't need ill eagles. All right? We need non-ill eagles. We need healthy eagles. You know, first you all stay alert because the world, like I said before, needs more alerts. So, in any case, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and uh, take a break, and maybe we will have an interesting show, or maybe not. Who knows? So, folks, we'll be back in a oh in a couple minutes. Hail victory. <laughs> well, that's good. Yes, number eleven. So I'll put my dick around <laughs> the bottom.
Okay, hold on. Who got pissed? So warm up that winter swell. I mean, well, that folder swell. Do 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 do
and there's no there's no Savant uh, Packy Shank Finkelstein show. Uh, it Actually, looks like there was one. There was one like uh, this weekend. Yesterday, today. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was. I yeah. must have missed it. I must have it, missed it. It was on the uh, the albino the albino nigger posted the uh, the link to it on his uh, website. I didn't know Finkelstein had a you know had a show, but on the other hand, uh, my uh, I don't know talks to you is all messed up to where I ha- I can only listen in can only listen in via by calling in via cell phone or Skype. And what happens is that after you know three weeks ago, old uh, Finkelstein made the mistake of naming you know sort of like June Boy. You know I don't know if you ever seen the Waltons where they were saying good night blah 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 blah. Well, Finkelstein used to go through his list of tards here over on Finkelsteinia, and he made the mistake yeah. of listening to old nigger lips, and then you could hear in the team speak chat, you know, chat speak old nigger lips telling telling everyone how the fucking cow ate the cabbage. And this here little uh, Finnish Nico, you know, Finn faggot got all mad and was saying that old, old nigger lips was back to smoking dope here. Yeah, and uh, admit to being mongrel and all that here, and I got about oh about two pages of posts before Finkelstein took it down. But here, you know, here it was is that uh, you know here's old nigger lips, and you know it's quite clear that nigger lips as we as long ago as only what three weeks ago was still going to ask the mouth of Rabbi Fink, so Rabbi yeah. Fink's security is going to get sued. So last you know Saturday night. I, you know, couldn't get on, couldn't get on, listen, so I was, I was uh, calling in from southwest Missouri, old Fink, you know, called me a motherfucker, called me this, called me that, and then realized that no sound yeah. good for the Jew boy to be that way. So, in case, it didn't have a pre, it didn't have a pre-game to where it plays uh, the grand, you know, think nigger nose thing, it doesn't. Doesn't play the brave kike, brave fart, yes. you know, song. It just hey. went in there. And was, it was just simply repeating its bullshit about yeah. oh, some book written in 1969 where Fink is claiming there were no white people living in Europe before 1200 BC, which is bullshit. But uh, anyway, I was sort of listening to that here, and uh, yeah. So the uh, the show with uh, Pakistan Lambshanks uh, huh? basically. You know, Finkelsheeny with Pakistan Lambshanks, that show is, uh, they're talking about Pediga, the uh, anti-Muslim uh, movement in England and mm-hmm. Germany. Well, sort of like Rabbi Fink yapping about Golden Dawn. I mean, here's a Jew boy, bleeding out the ass, yapping about what Golden Dawn does. Now, does yeah. Golden Dawn really do much of anything? No. No. I mean, the smartest thing I heard was yesterday, Dewey Tucker explaining explaining uh some of yapping about how there's this Jew professor and he's yapping shit to these Wigger tards. These Wigger tards about evil Nazis and all this sort of thing and the the Wigger tards are eating that shit up because they go they want to get a degree in something or another. And yeah. what what Russ or not Russ but uh, Dewey Tucker said is that yeah it sounds it sounds good to talk about raising taxes and all their happy horseshit, but once they get out of, once they get into the real world, you know, they want to have a husband or wife, 
They want to have children. They're wanting to get you know, a real job. They're no yeah. longer in for these taxes on the other shit. It's the same way with Libertunes. Libertunes, liber, you know, liber, you know, Libertunes go through. The Libertune Party, the Missouri Libertune Party, will go through practically all its Libertunes. We'll go through all this Libertunes, uh, what, within three years, and then they have to get another bunch of Libertunes when the, uh, when the, when the Libertunes graduate or flunk out or whatever, and they have to get a job, yeah. and they have to pay off student loans here. And same thing with these two boys. I mean, shoot. Uh, you know, heck, they're going after 90-some-year-old men for a, for a war which was you know, practically over around yeah. this time 70 years ago. So, uh, you know, what, Adolf Hitler last year would have been, what, 125. So this year, he'll be 120, you know, 26. I don't think he's yeah. alive. But in any case, you have, you have all these people bitching and pissing and moaning about shit that happened over 70 years ago. It doesn't matter to anything. And how long, how long is this shit going to last? And the answer is it's not. Right. But uh, let's see. I just seen uh, you had old uh, you had uh, old Neil, old uh, what you know old uh, Andre the nigger. He got rid of some character named Marcus Cicero. Yeah, and Marcus yeah. Cicero was yapping about I guess being a being a proud faggot or something to where they don't need pussy. They don't need pussy, and you know, you know folks, it's like this. I've never seen I've never seen a a man who has his stuff in order. Uh, you, you don't go out you don't go go out looking for racist pussy here. I mean, if the pussy likes you, the pussy will repeat whatever the hell it thinks that you want to do. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, well, that's true here. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. pretty well, pretty well, the pussy is not proactive. The pussy is reactive. So what yeah. you do is that you get them to where they, you know, they want to be with a white man. You know what I mean? And they're white women. And essentially you have them pretty well lined out to where, heck, you know, whenever the damn DFS comes by, they're not talking about niggers and having cats and all this sort of thing. What happens? They're saying, well, I really like my husband. He's a good husband. He don't beat me. He, he goes to work here and, yeah, he may not like the niggers and all that, but, you know, hey, I'm just going along here. I, I want to keep the kids. I want to be with my husband. Essentially, I don't want you fucking with it. And essentially, that's the best way to do it here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, generally, generally uh, here is old Andre the nigger. I mean, shoot, all he got is underage, you know, Filipino whores. Yeah. All he got is all sorts of other critters like that. And so you have to you have to go ahead and ask yourself why you know, you know the, the people who I've seen here, uh you know, usually they have they already have they already have women. And so some of the woman is, you know, the support for the man. She's not somebody who is Running around and pulling, you know, pulling what the hell? Phyllis Shapley, you know, the one with the faggot son. Uh, yeah. She's, you know, she's not the. They're not the clunk downies of this world. And here is Andre the nigger, getting down, I guess, on one of his mongrels for saying, "Hey, look, uh, what do we need women for?" Well, 
I mean, you know, if you're a Mongol faggot, what do you need leather for? Right? So Yeah, I well, know, just I, I, like I, I, Brian I, Rio, isn't it? Brian Rio, just like Brian Rio. Well, yeah, Brian, old crime yeah. line Brian, he's running around. He's running around. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe maybe old Rabbi Fink is comparing, you know, the attention to to the foreskin he gets from the tranny, you know, crazy Melissa King, Melissa, and crime line Brian. Who knows? But yeah, you you have all this you have all this crap here, and what what you'll have is you'll have critters like April Gaby, who is never anything other than just a big old swat, and then yeah. want to be showbiz mom. Playing her shit here. Oh, we need women like April Gaby. No, you do not need women like April Gaby. <laughs> I don't know if April yeah. Gaby's boyfriend or whatever needs women like April Gaby. I mean, they, you know, the, the Guna Guna wears off, and they they ditch old April Gaby. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, I mean, if it's not really worth, if it's not really worth it here, you. You know, you pull out, you wipe off, and you, you know, you beat feet, you know, you piss on your leg, and you run for the tall grass here. You know, you piss on your leg to make sure that there's nothing crawling up, crawling up the old tubes. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. to the old nutsack here. I mean, you piss on your leg, and you run for the tall grass if you're really hooked up with a real bitch here. You know what I mean? And that's what you do. You piss on your you pull out, wipe off, piss on your leg, and you run for the tall grass. That's the smart thing to do. Yeah. Basically running through the tall grass. Don't hey, Martin. Yeah, yeah, I was going to tell you, uh, me and my dad were in the car today, and in the morning we li- were listening to the radio in the car, and uh-huh. uh, we heard that the local church, Catholic church, just like a, a couple of blocks away from us got burnt down. So got some burnt down? Burn it down. Yeah. <laughs> well, no great loss. Yeah, no great loss, yeah. I got no baptized there. I was baptized there when I was six months old. Yeah. Okay, well, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, what are you, were you Scotch or Irish derivation or something? Uh, my dad was uh, Bavarian Catholic, so he's from southern Germany. So okay, a South Deutsch here. Well, anyway, yeah. that's nothing wrong. Have you made up with your dad then? I didn't. I, I wasn't the one who burned it down. We were in the car. No, 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 no. I'm saying, have, have you made up with your dad then? Uh, I still. I'm not. I don't like my dad, but we're getting along, you know, until I move out of home, basically, you know. Well, then that's good. That's yeah. good. I mean, shoot, it's. You know, I mean, I I love my dad, but you know, him and me were so much alike. We would butt heads all the time. You know, yeah. And then. You know, later on, later on, I mean, shit. My dad was alive. Of course, if he was alive, he'd be what? Oh, oh, he'd be ninety. He'd be ninety. Let's see. He was born March twenty sixth of nineteen nineteen. So he would be what? He would be. Uh, oh, he'd be ninety six years old, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. uh, so ninety six or some odd day. Ninety six and uh, three days old here. My dad would be. So, yeah. any case here, uh, your dad was a feminist too. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did, you, did you hear about the uh, the? Uh, I think it was, was like a Jew or 
uh, some sort of uh, some sort of dual Uyghur who burnt down uh, didn't burn down. He crashed the plane in uh, Germany. That guy. I've heard that he, 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 was, he was fucked up yeah. and he had an eye problem and he wasn't supposed to be flying and yeah. he uh, he wanted to commit he wanted to commit suicide. Sort of like Trader Glenn Miller sort of did, but he didn't want to be hurt by it. So he yeah. uh, Trader Glenn Miller has hold on. Trader Glenn Miller has James Von Braun envy. That's what that's what he does. But he's he's a, he's a big coward. Now James Von Braun uh, was not really a Holocaust shooter. That's what gets me is that all these tards in the bowel movement they repeat the same damn thing that Jews say. I mean, Jews will yap this and Jews will yap that, and most of the time it's not even remotely the truth. Yeah. And they'll yap all they'll yap all sorts of stupid shit. And then what happens? Whiggers will repeat it. Whiggers will repeat it. I was a little bit annoyed. Uh, here is you know here is old Greggy. He's talking about not being the smartest man in the room, and uh, yeah. I, I went ahead and talked about how Pierce, you know, got four hundred thousand dollars from the order, and I sort of like old Greggy, but from my gar, either yeah. Greggy or one of Greggy's tards went ahead and censored my comment. Yeah. And that gets annoying. That really gets annoying. I mean, shoot. Uh, what do all these tars have to say? What yeah. do any of these tars hey, have to say? You know, you know, Greg Johnson, uh, he might he might be smart for a Wigger, but he's not really, he's, you know, he's a faggot. He's not really a white man. He's, he might be smart for a Wigger, but his essays are pretty lame, you know? Greg who? Uh, Greg Johnson. Greg Johnson? Oh, I think I think he's white. No, I think yeah. he's, you know, I mean, there's, Rumors that uh, hey, that he's a faggot. You know, and I don't know about yeah, that or yeah. not. Uh, anyway, Greggy, you know, I mean, you have Lender who always talks shit about Greggy, but then bans him. And uh, hey, Lender, Lender can't, Lender can't survive his own target crowd. And you have, you have old cut hair walrus. I mean, old cunt here is real proud. He went and married the boss's daughter. And, uh, you know, I mean, I've never trusted the Council of Conservative Citizens because they, they pussied out on the Klan. You know, they looked upon the Klan as being a bunch of rude rednecks. Let me go ahead and unmute old Linda, okay? Okay. Okay. Not that old. I'm old. Okay. Yes. Hello, Mr. Dick Troutney. I am not old. I'm older, but I'm not old. Well, you're about as old. You're about as old as you feel here. Let me just say, yeah. let me just say, let me just say, like I told Roxy here, you know, the pole wears out before the hole. <laughs> what was that again? <laughs> oh, 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 hold on. Repeat that. <laughs> Yeah. In, in, the area, in the area between old men and old women, the pole will always wear out before the hole. The hole might well, get wallowed out a little bit more by the pole, but the pole will wear out before the hole. You mean, are you talking about Dick Dick Duncan? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I let, people, I let people decide whatever the hell they want to here. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, Sound you, good? you know... 
Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I I um, appreciate you taking my call last time. Well, yeah, and I appreciate you not acting like a starving raccoon. Have you ever have you ever raised a raccoon kitten? You know, no, from uh sure you know, real young. What happens is that you know, it's sort of like you know, it's sort of like uh I got nipped by my you know, little black master Bells and Pup poop you know, pup poopy buddy the poopy dog, Bells and Pup, Pisser Possum Bane. The little bastard for whatever reason, decided to tear a hole in my pillow, my head pillow. And there was a whole bunch, there was a whole bunch of this polyester stuffing, and he had some in his mouth, and I pulled it out of his mouth, and the little bastard nipped me. You know what I mean? Broke skin. Broke skin, little bastard. Broke skin. And same with raccoons. I mean, shoot, you, uh, you try to take you know, milk out of its mouth or food out of its mouth, that little bastard will nip you. And there's been a few times when you interrupt me and you don't seem to realize that talks to you, even though it's no longer five hours, you know, uh, repeatable up to six, four and a half hours or four hours and 45 minutes. Now, there's plenty of time for everybody to say whatever the hell they want to say in talks to you. And all those a couple of times, you acted like you were a starving raccoon. You know what I mean? You didn't interrupt me. I get a little bit annoyed. And you didn't. You didn't interrupt me. Well, I apologize for that, but I was telling um, Bruce at another time that the reason that happens sometimes, because I'm on this little silly cell phone, and I don't always hear what you're saying, you know, well, do it. And um, so part of it is that is why I might sound like I'm interrupting, because I can't really hear what's going on. And... Um, so, I will uh, try to correct that. So I don't want you. Won't, so you won't be calling me this little uh, uh, whatever it is, raccoon uh, tard. No, I didn't call you a raccoon tard. I said you acted like a starving raccoon. Previously, this was about six months or a year ago. You uh, well, you, you know. Well, you know. As I say, see, the thing is. Uh, I, I'm, I've got a headset thing to the cell phone. Like at least I can hear better now. But I could literally not hear you a year or so ago well at all. So that was oh. part of the, you know, and that, you know, because I didn't hear you, that's why I was interrupting. I didn't understand what, you know. Okay, over that, I I know that I brought up on the last show about the um, Jews, the rabbis, uh putting, you know, are involved in all the production of everything we practically eat and wear and yeah. everything. And I also said that my aluminum package had uh, a kosher U logo on it. So I went and got it because I know you, you sort of thought I was joking. That couldn't be really true, but it is. And I have... Uh, no, no, I, I have... I have heard that, you know, there's kosher aluminum foil, although yeah, I don't know but, what the fuck for. But, I mean, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, it's it's because the rabbis are taxing it. They own all the corporation. Everything you eat and consume, the rabbis put a kosher sign on it. No, I mean, I'm, 
You know, on every on every jug of Dosalin Stead, premium sipping drink, how do you put a little MD in a circle? You know, the non kosher tax here. You know what I mean? We're putting a little yeah. MD in a circle. Okay? Area tax. Okay, that's so funny. <laughs> oh, I know. Let's see. What kind of a logo can we put on? You can start your own little corporation. Well, I do have a corporation here. Uh, it's well, church corporation, yeah. non-profit, though. But you're not going to uh, produce Doss Linstead, are you? Make oh, sure my. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, you, you could I mean, sell, sell 10,000 Warlord shirts as well, you know? Why not? Oh, that would be cool. Oh yeah. Well, I got I got Christogenia.us here. I need to put up a Christogenia.us page here. Uh, Christogenia.us here. You know, the Lord, the Rabbi, they'll think. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool. I think. I think oh it, yeah. You know, you could get make your own uh, Ten Thousand Warlord uh, shirt and sell. Your Doss Linstead, and make sure you got your kosher logo on it, so everybody knows well, it's the real stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know, outside of asparagus plants, and uh, well, my garden, oh, and occasionally liar Bill bumps up the clue, sneaking by here and guzzling down a few jugs I leave outside. I mean, hey, I I don't know if there's that much of a market for it here, uh, yeah. but there might be. I don't know. <laughs> you just don't know. You know what? You no, might no. be sitting on uh, on a gold mine, and you don't even know it. Okay. Well, no, I guarantee no, I those rabbis wouldn't get their kosher logo on on your Doss Linstead. Well, heck, you know, I, I don't mind. I mean, shoot, I might, I might sell, I might sell a couple of gallons to some kosher rabbis here. I mean, think of them two boys drinking my piss. They're like old wire bill mumps got the clothes here. <laughs> I mean, there's some point to it, right? Yeah, and you could serve some um, uh, asparagus, uh, you know, asparagus sticks with some special, uh, you know, sauce no, that you I'm, make I'm that sort goes of, with it. I'm sort of, I'm sort of partial to my asparagus, though. So, um, I'm a... I'm, I'm I'm expanding I'm expanding my asparagus bed to uh oh what happens is that the uh oh the uh I'm trying to say here the uh oh the property on the seminary it's about an yeah. acre it's about it's it's an it's about an acre and a half. And so I'm cutting down some of these damn nasty old uh elm trees and stuff here. And it has a little draw. It has a little draw where, you know, you have, when it rains, you have a little sort of uh, like a little uh, brush here. I'm thinking of putting some asparagus into that, uh, you know, into that area where it has the uh, brush here. I'm uh, planting some asparagus. I got me some Jersey Giant, and I got me some purple asparagus, too. And I'm thinking of putting, oh, planting a new asparagus bed with crowns Instead, just across the street at St. Gustavus Adolphus's, I'm thinking of having some, uh, you know, having some asparagus patches uh, right where you have, well, I guess all this, uh, you know, all this uh, rainwater coming down on it here. And I bet it could probably grow fairly wild there. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
Yeah, it takes a couple of years, doesn't it, for it to really grow, to really produce? Okay. Well, yeah. Well, what you do is that you put, if it's in the crown, it takes about two years. If you grow from seed, it'll take three or maybe four years. But on the other hand, the Jersey, the Jersey giant, the Jersey giant asparagus is pretty well all male, which means that it's bigger, thicker asparagus because it doesn't have to produce seed. I guess, you know, most of the, most of the asparagus is either Mary Washington or Martha Washington, and it's sort of like Eve. It has seed. You know what I mean? So it goes yeah. to seed. It goes to seed. You can go ahead and plant it from seed. And I got plenty of asparagus. Is that, seed. Is that ten? Uh, you know, uh, a lot more tender than uh, the other, the male um, asparagus. Well, the male, the male asparagus, the male asparagus. Since it doesn't produce seed, it's thicker. It's bigger and thicker. So mm-hmm. what it'll be, I don't know if you ever, I don't know if you ever, oh, practice using them big chief, uh, big chief, big old pencils here, lead pencils. Well, the male asparagus will be mm-hmm. be like that, whereas female asparagus will be sort of like the oldest number two pencil. So it'll yeah, be, but, oh, yeah, it'll be, uh, yeah. yeah. I was asking if if the female was more tender when you you know cook it, or do you how, how no, do you prepare it? No, no. What you what 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 you do though is the male asparagus sort of light because what happens the fibrous part of it you know isn't as much. You'll have the bigger thicker spears, and what tastes essentially the tender part of it is in on the inside me. The woody part is on the outside, you know, it's on the outside of it. So if you have the female asparagus and it has more, it has more of the outside than the, you know, than the inside like the male does, why it will be probably a little bit tougher. It'll, it'll be more likely to turn to wood quicker. You know what I mean? Uh, what okay. you want to do is that you want to, you want to pick it, you want to pick it before it gets up to about, uh, oh, about eight or nine inches. Because what what happens is that the spears will go outside and they'll form these fern fronds. They'll form these fern fronds, and so then it's uh, it's it's pretty tough. It's pretty woody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can you so. please uh, when you pick when you pick this, uh, asparagus comes up in the spring usually, doesn't it? Early spring. Usually, uh, it's usually too many crops. In California, they got they got fall crop. But usually, what it'll do is it'll come up after about a week after the last frost. It'll come up. Okay. Okay. And what'll initially come up is that it's been growing <clears throat> underground all year, and it'll come up. And you harvest it then for about, oh, three weeks, four weeks, something like that. And then when it comes up really thin, because you've taken out all the all the uh, stored stuff in its roots, then you let it grow through, what, oh, late May, June, July, August, September, whenever. So essentially you're just harvesting asparagus, most cases, for about a month. When it comes out in April to, you know, about, what, mid-April to about late May, okay? 
Okay, so what do you do? Do you, do you uh, pick it all at once when it's ripe, and then are you leaving? No, it it'll come up. It'll come up. It'll come up the spears. It'll come up the spears. And when you put when you pull the spear, it'll come up with another spear in about oh two or three or four days. The crowns will come up with you know you know so many more spears in three or four days. Oh, and the first time okay. you plant it, if you plant it in, you plant in crowns where you can get a crop from a crown in year two or from year three. Uh, what you need to do is that. Uh, you know, the asparagus needs a good deal of fertilizer. You know, the best fertilizer is literally horse shit because the horses don't eat that grass all the way here. So what happens got a lot of fiber. you got a lot of fiber in it. But, you know, horse shit is actually the best asparagus fertilizer. But the second, probably the best, and like I said before, is, well, ghost winsteads, you know, premium sipping urine or asparagus fertilizer. <laughs> so... What what it does is it produces oh, it produces yeah. it produces nitrogen. It produces nitrates. So And they love it. The plants love it. Yeah. Well the plants love it here. I mean what it, what it's doing is it's creating well it's cre you know if it just sat if it just sat without any more nourishment, eventually, just like anything else, it would run out of steam. It would take all the materials that it uses to produce those spears and produce those ferns. Now, when the ferns grow out, they the fern the, it looks like a fern. It go it grows out here and it collects the sunlight and it brings it into the root. Okay. Hmm. So the second so the second time is that if you allow it to grow during the oh the summer or something like that, eventually it will it will die and it'll produce another you know, sprig or two. And what you might want to do is you might want to essentially after it's produced some, you know, on the you know, the fern is pretty good size, you might want to just cut the thing off, you know, cut the ferns off at the root and then let it let it bring up some more spears and then harvest those spears in the fall. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah, very good. Right, <laughs> garden. Uh, the garden, the garden is there. Uh, I was looking at the last season premiere of uh, the Walking Dead ninety-minute show, and I want to give credit to uh, uh, supposedly uh, when they had all these zombies at this, uh, you know, at this uh, place. Uh, they had all the zombies at this place. What it was, it was. Uh, a uh, warehouse in Griffin, Georgia. So it's probably within, you know, parts of the, the finale was seen, was filmed probably within four or five miles of the Pisser Possum's trailer park. You know, tra- double wide trailer house. You know what I mean? So maybe maybe we had the walking Pisser Possum dead. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> No, I just think you should produce your God's instead. And you can also have, you know, your uh, 10,000 Warlord shirt, and then on the back, yeah. and all, and then put on, or on the front, and then on the back you have, never forget your asparagus patch. Okay. Well, you had, you know, asparagus yeah, is really good for you. 
And he's the single shooting he's the single shooting spy, so he was in here earlier tonight. And that's fine. Uh yeah, what 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 happens is that the uh the single shooting only had about eight or nine listeners. At least not on talk to you. Uh, uh, I listened to it. You did you listen to it, Bruce? Well, yeah. Um, I mean, Fink's show is getting more boring all the time. I mean, who wants to listen to the ramblings of a of a, of some yeah. rabbi who's been in prison for twelve years? Yeah. Well, what was, was funny? What was funny though is that here's old Rabbi Fink, and Rabbi mm-hmm. Fink is reading a book written in 1969. He's trying to make the point is that there were no people living in Europe before 1200 B.C. This time he's learning a little bit more from the stupid shit. So as a result, he is hedging his bets here. He said that there were people living mm-hmm. before 1200 B.C. And there were. The question is, is were they Israelites? Well, the answer is probably most of them were not. But, you know, I mean, what, what, what's the thing about Israelites? I mean, he pretends to be one, but he's not. He pretends Brian Real was one, but he's not. He pretends Ben Peggy Shanks was one, but it's not. Yeah. I mean, here you have all these critters pretending to be something they're not. Now, I was talking to, you know, Flag and, uh, you know, Flag and Russ Walker, and old Tattered, I mean, he's sort of like the Henry Kissinger, of CI dentistry. He he's he tries to make peace here. He made peace between me and Rusper here. Sort of. Uh oh really? Russ yeah, Rusper was whining like a bitch here and then I said, Well hey, you called me Martin the Molester in the email uh what, two weeks ago. Uh because I ridiculed I ridiculed your your Ephraim Scepter horseshit or your Zebulon Scepter horseshit. And oh by the way, Rusper, I do believe I do believe that Mary made you, you get email, you get Russell's email, don't you? His stupid emails all the time. Yeah, about three thousand emails in the last month. Yeah. Well, maybe not three thousand, but yeah, yeah, a whole bunch of them. Now me, right now he's bitching at Eli James and his stupid lunar lunar eclipse or something like that. And I asked Russell, are you going to go see Buddy Johnson and uh, be with the rest of the Lumbee Melungeons? And yes, Russell, he's going to go for the Passover and maybe the Days of Unleavened Bread. Now, listen to Dewey Tucker. He made the point is that, you know, do you need to keep Passover? I believe that Israelites should keep Passover, but not to sacrifice a lamb. You know, you don't need to sacrifice a lamb. You don't need mm-hmm. to eat it with bitter herbs. But I do believe, I do believe that you should keep Passover because it's a covenant, you know, with the children of Israel forever. Uh, you're not, you're not, you're not sacrificing a lamb because Christ is the perfect sacrifice. And it's not up to you through your sins to sacrifice Jesus Christ again and again and again and again. But I do. I do believe in taking note of Passover and what Passover recommends. So probably Friday night, let me see, maybe Thursday night or Friday, I'll have a Passover Understanding Dual Seed Line Christian on Dandy Show. 
Okay. Uh, hey, Martin, I, I need to get going. I have some stuff to do, so... Uh, you probably yeah. do. Uh, was there anything you want to say is that I, I did go ahead and look, and here's this Andre the nigger, uh, you know, bumping old Marcus Cicero or whatever, which isn't his real name, you know, some other Mongol tard, and, you know, that's what the bowel movement is. It's just all about pretense. Yeah. You can see you can see what I have looked like. Uh, and by the way, Russ Walker, he had his video camera on. He was bitching, but I didn't have my video camera on. I said, well, uh, I pretty well disable. I, I tried to disable the, uh, if, if my computers have, I tried to disable because I don't want people, I don't want Zog Babylon taking a picture of me in my underwear, you know, at yeah. 2 o'clock in the morning. Okay. So, so I'm not going to enable it. Simon, hail victory, and uh, we'll see you around, okay? Okay. Yeah. Is there anything, you know, I talk too much. Is there anything you wanted to cover? Uh, I really need to get going. I ha- I've got some stuff to do, so we'll see you around. Okay. All right. Well, I'll let you go then, okay, Bruce? All right. Bye. Bye, Linda, as well. Bye. Bye, honey. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah. Honey, is it? Well, in case, uh, <laughs> well, what was that you said? Well, you call him honey, you know. So yeah, yeah I do. I, I call him honey a lot. I'm, He's really not sweet. that I'm, not that I'm jealous. Okay, I'm not jealous at all. But, <laughs> uh, is this is this sort of serious thing or something? Is this sort of what? Serious? I didn't hear that. Is it serious? Well, I heard that you were going to go to Australia and go visit him. Well, it's a possibility. I'm. To, I, I'm planning on, you know, maybe visiting him if I can break up enough money. And, okay. Um, yeah, and I well, think Australia is really a uh, um, beautiful country. And, uh, you know, and, and there is um, there's as many wiggers in the cities and gigs uh, as there are here, but the climate and the, and the weather there is considerably different, which would, you know... Um, be good for me. So if I, I'm just, you know, taking it by, uh, playing it by ear, and if, uh, if that works right, then I might be there. Who knows? Or Who knows? Who knows? Uh, maybe yeah. I, I don't know if they used, to, they used to have these cheap vacations, you know, both in America to wherever, and it was round-trip ticket, and you'd get on a tour bus or a ship or something like that. And what you did, what you might want to do is just simply go there and uh, don't worry about coming back. You know what I mean? Go yeah, see your, well, go of, see your kangaroos that. and sit like that. And yeah. Go see your kangaroos and your emus and your wombats and your Tasmanian yeah. devils and your, you know, your your Australian nignogs and whatever else. And man, just say, I'll screw coming, you know, hell of coming back here. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of how I, I'm looking at it because, um, you know, I, I'm ready to – and if I did, I mean, I'd be totally dedicated just to be there and be Bruce's uh, partner, so. Uh, okay. <laughs> why not? And why not? Why not? If I could wear my why cowboy not? boots and I can go, you know, I, I really have a green thumb, too. I really like plants. And I like to work with my hands. I can sew and I can build. And so, you know. Um, huh. Well, what, are, what, are your, what is your 
have to his son and daughters think of that. So, are you getting any trouble about that? Well, or you know, have you talk to him you about know it? that my um, half Jew, uh, uh, Jewish uh, son and daughter, I haven't spoken to my son since 2010. That was on the internet through the email. And uh, my daughter, I haven't seen since uh, October of 2012. And. Um, you know, so I have no communication with them. Period. Finished. Well, okay. So you know, I mean, is it going to be like, oh, you know, last month I tried to call this old militia friend. I tried to call the old guy who, uh, the Klansman who uh, ran, uh, you know, the Harold Grooms uh, Trust Fund. I tried yeah. to call somebody else, and essentially, you know, their phones was all disconnected or something here. So I think they're all dead or whatever, you know. So, you know, the thing to do is just simply, uh, you know, it might, it might, be, might be for the best here. You'll find out yeah, if they really, really care for Mama or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, they don't. Um I pretty much, my daughter, well, it wasn't a very nice scene in October 2012. Uh, She really just cold cocked me because uh, she didn't like a little poster I had on my bulletin board with two sticks. It says, God hates fags. I downloaded and copied one of the uh, uh, Westboro Baptist Church's uh, little, you know, sign. And so she... Is she a fag? I mean, is she going to move in with Rachel Maddow or something or what? Let me say this. Uh, She lives with a man, and um, she has a lot of lesbian friends, and most of them are Jewish and uh, well-to-do families, and uh, some of them world, you know, from Europe and around. uh, But anyway, she was here, and we were doing the Dragon's Way, and she saw that, and she got raging mad, and I said, well, I hate fags, and she took and slapped the crap out of me, just totally, you know, totally set me back. I really was not expecting it, and she screamed. Well, she physically, she physically, she, she physically uh, slapped me across the face, yeah, real hard. And uh, she says, I said, I hate sex. I, I hate them because what they do to little boys and girls, I hate them. And she says, I'm never coming back. And so the only thing I can think of is, Cece, that um, her daddy, well, she has fag friends, you know. And well, she also, I, I mean, you know, really. And it's very really. possible that her daddy has uh, a male friend. Well, okay. You know, I mean, look. It's possible. Really, I don't really, know. Really, I do not discourage when two boys and two girls marry beaners or niggers. You know, sort of like Nancy Lord and J.J. Johnson. I mean, there are a lot of people bitching and pissing and more about because old J.J. Johnson left his wicked wife and his half niggled children. He had two or three of them to marry this Jewess. I said, why are you, you know, why are you, especially the Christian identity, most people getting all mad? 
Uh, I mean, heck, you know, the more niggers are piped in the caucuses, the better. So, hey, I mean, really. I mean, I sort of like, I sort of like, I mean, I really like watching the Obongo channel and looking at that old bull dyke, Rachel, you know, mad south. You know, just you know, just just being all you know, all snarky, lesbo, you know, kind of smart here, because it means, because it means is that hey, there's not going to be you know, I mean, you have enough of these lesbo lesbo kikuses. That means there's not going, you know, they're not you know, they're not Esther kikusing. They're not accepting Aryan input. They're essentially being a bunch of Jew carpet munchers. And, you know, and when they marry beans yeah, and niggas, that's good. That's good. So hey. The more, you know, the more Kikis lesbo skanks, the more, you know, the more Hugh faggots, the better. You know what I mean? Because sooner or later, sooner or later, there won't be very much Peter Duncan going on here, and that's a good thing. It really is a good thing. So, you know, you should have said, hey, look, you know, look, present, you should have probably told your daughter, present company accepted, you know, little Kikis old mine. You know what I mean? No, she, she, I, I, couldn't have, I didn't have time. She just picked up her stuff. She said, I'm never coming back. And that was October of 2012. And, uh, you know, I never talked to her again. And when my brother died uh, in December of uh, December 3rd of uh, 2013, um, I got a call from her. to. She let me know my brother died and what he died of. And that, and when the when the uh, so-called uh, arrangements were going to be, and uh, that was it. Never saw heard from her again. Did, did your did your did were you able to go see your brother? I think he lived in Louisiana oh, uh, or something, didn't he? Yeah, no, uh, uh-uh. I didn't get to go to the funeral. Nothing. That's that oh, my okay. brother. My brother was cremated by this woman he was married to, and this, uh, um, and. My mother had purchased a lot for him to be buried in next to her in her hometown in Alexander, Louisiana. And uh, Linda's not nuts. Get over it. So, uh, <laughs> Well, don't worry about it. You, don't, uh, you so, don't know who these characters so, who are criticizing you are. They're them buster tards. I know. But you don't exactly know. You right. don't know. You don't know what. You don't know what the hell they're humping. You know what I mean? If anything, right? Yeah. I you don't know what yeah, the hell right. they're smoking, so, right? You have no idea. You have no idea. No idea. So anyway. So don't worry so about as, it. Yeah. So my brother was cremated. Believe this is what my brother was cremated, and he was sprinkled over their backyard with the dog ashes. His dogs were, you know, they cremated his dogs. So that's where he was buried. He's not buried. He's, you know, dust in the wind in the backyard. (laughs) Well, okay. Yeah. And it's like, your brother brother got on your ass for marrying a Jew, didn't he? Well, you know, my brother. He is like, oh, he's five years older than me. And when I started, he was like the first person I ever dated was my ex-husband. And my father was very sick at that time. He was dying. He already had two massive heart attacks. And um, he wasn't really well, you know. And, you know, I was a young teenage girl. And, you know, I mean, I was just starting, 
15 years old, you know, 15-year-old teenage girl, and she's in high school, and she has all of her friends and there's dances, and there's, you know, you, you start dating somewhere around there, you know. So um, anyway, when this all happened, yeah, they didn't want me to marry it. Matter of fact, my brother uh, really didn't like it, and his friends didn't like it because they thought that was my ex was like. But anyway, that's a long story. It's over, you know. I don't really want to get into it. Your brother, your brother didn't want you marrying, you know, a Jew, right? No, he didn't. But he almost killed me. He really got angry. He has a he had a real hot temper. Drank a lot. My brother was, you know, he drank. You know, I have to. I sort of forgive him for his drinking because um, I always did because I knew the pain he was in. He had five vertebrae that clapped in his back, and. he was a, quite a mechanic, self-made man. He had his own business and worked on cars. And He built the, in 1957, when he was 18 years old, he rebuilt the 1957 Chevy Impala and stocked it, made it into a six, uh, from a six-cylinder to, I don't know, I don't know what cylinder he made it. Anyway, it won the Indiana Drags. And uh, so he, he loved cars all of his life, but his vertebrae started collapsing on him. He's like 6'2". So five of them collapsed, and, and he lived with that most all of his life. It was so bad that it couldn't really be fixed, you know, the chances of it getting Okay. But your daughter, you know. your daughter, uh-huh. your daughter, who's the, you know, who's the spawn of your relationship with a Jew boy, she's fairly on good terms with your, you know, your brother then, who's dead now? No, well, no, not really. No, yeah, I mean, you know, she, in some ways, she, but you see, we never were around them because uh, okay. he would, you know, my my folks moved to, um, or my brother and my mother moved to Louisiana from my hometown in the 60s right after we married. And then, you know, I lived in Lafayette and then from there to, uh, you know, we went to Ohio and he, when he graduated from school, he had his first job in Dayton, Ohio with General Motors, um, Delco Products, and from there, we went to Columbus, Ohio, and then from Columbus, Ohio to North Carolina. So I never, you know, I left I left my home, and when my father died in my arms when I was 17. So, um, well, you know. When I, went up there, when I went up there to Kansas City with my, uh, oh, with my sister, you know, my sister and her husband, well, hey, I didn't really have five words to say to my stupid nephew who's going to marry a nigger. Nigger female, yeah. female. Well, or my you know, sister-in-law who adopted a nigger. You know, against my, you know, I, I went ahead and asked him not to do that. So as yeah, a result, well. so as a result, uh, what happens is I don't think I am going to get an invitation to the stupid nephew's wedding to a nigger. Uh, <laughs> not that I really want a invitation to. Yeah, Not that I really exactly. want invitation yeah. to be such thing here to nigger nuptials. But uh in any case, so yeah, I'm sort of surprised that your daughter oh, seemed to be on better terms with your brother than what you were. No, she really wasn't. No, 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 no. No, no, okay. not at all. No, the the only the only reason that uh my brother had you know, my sister in law called her first. Mm-hmm. And had her tell me that my brother died. That's all. Okay. Instead of my sister-in-law calling me, that was the only reason. No, no connection. My my uh, daughter has been 
um, you know, she's been in New York since the early 90s, uh, New York, New Jersey, and she was at East Carolina in school before that, and, you know, and then she went to the Orient for a year or so and studied, and then she came back into Philly. So she's never been around my brother at all. So essentially, your your sister-in-law called your daughter because she didn't want to call you. You want to hear this? My brother, because I remember me talking to you about um, me finally kind of opening up to my brother and getting him to communicate with me right before he died. And um, because... Uh, so I started, you know, a conversation with him and trying to, you know, restart a, uh, a brother-sister kind of relationship, you know, with my brother. And um, he was dying of cancer, and he knew it, but he didn't really, you know, uh, was tell- he, he didn't tell me. And uh, he had a problem in his marriage, I mean, with this woman that he married. I mean, she'd been... She had divorced her husband uh, for no reason other than the fact she didn't want to be married anymore, and she had two sons with him. She was from England, they're English, and uh, uh, they were at um, the base in Louisiana, base there. So anyway, they were married for a good while. And um, anyway, he didn't really, his, uh, uh, or her, what I'm trying to say, her, sons did not really like her being married, really resented her leaving them. So, you know, evidently a few days before my brother died, um, one of her sons who was ill, who had had a, well, actually a major accident when he was like 10 or 15 years before, and he was quite ill from it, had fallen on his head off a roof of a house and had major problems and his um, spinal cord. So anyway, he got mad, and my brother was sick and dying, so he hauled off and clobbered the heck out of his mother. Well, you know, (laughs) so in the meantime, I was kind of sharing with my um, brother. I didn't know all this, you know, and then I shared with him what happened with me with my daughter, and he said, well, why did my, when he was, he said to me, why didn't you just knock the shit out of her? (laughs) And I thought, you know, she totally caught me off guard. But if she ever come around me again, that's not the first time she's hit me. She hit me again, I'll knock the living shit out of her. Oh, yeah. I won't hesitate. Who, 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 who? The daughter or the sister-in-law? The daughter. The daughter. The daughter. Yeah. My daughter is my sister-in-law. See, understand, I'm in Jersey. They're in Louisiana. Yeah. This is over, you know, you know where Louisiana is, central Louisiana. Oh, yeah. I know where so, New Jersey uh, is, too. Yeah, well, I was here, and he's in Louisiana, so, you know, I didn't know. I really didn't know much about their life um, other than the fact that when they got married, they had the same problem, and his her her sons didn't like it, and there were fighting going on and, you know, getting fights with his mom. And uh, so he knew all this, but see, he... I was sharing with him my situation, so he probably couldn't handle it, my brother, at the time, you know. That was like a month before he died. So um, um, 
he didn't really want me to know about him dying. So he at, so she, my sister-in-law was, went to my daughter to have her call me instead of her calling me directly. So, yeah. Well, he didn't really want me to know he was dying. So, I mean, my family's like uh, real assholes. <laughs> okay. Well... <laughs> I was a perfect corporate executive housewife for 20 years. I dressed my husband. I groomed him. He never went without a haircut. I had, he never got on a plane and selling, you know, he ran a multi-million dollar computer business that he built. And um, he never went on a business trip or on a train, which he traveled most of the time on the, in the air. Uh, I I would literally, before we get on the plane, I would set out the suits. This is what you wear for this meeting. This is what you wear for this meeting. This is what you wear for this. He never had to worry about anything as far as and look. And he became very successful, by the way. He was very smart. And, um, you know, I was beautiful. What was the, what was the uh, I had a, I built three homes for him. I designed them. I painted them. I did wallpapering, gardening, you name it. I dressed it and gloomed it, and I took care of my children very well. So I really don't appreciate the way they treated me. So fine, good. Uh, my ex is uh, retired on his little boat down in Florida, and let him stay down there with his little fairy faggot friend. Who, the uh, ex-husband? Yeah, the ex-husband. The ex-husband, okay. by the way, not only not only was the divorce going through, though, but the whole company back in the 70s and 80s, you had all these executives, all these uh, men divorcing their wives and marrying some little turd from another country, or you know, fooling around with the secretary or I- anything. They were just going through the you know divorce boom. So. Um, So I noticed that where he is in Florida on his boat, that um, uh, when I, you know, he, he was on Facebook and I was on it and I got off of it. And so I see, I see him on other sites, and you know, all the old executives from the company that he uh, worked for, and he was, you know. Um, all of these executives, they're all down in Florida sailing their little boats with their little fairy faggot friends. <laughs> and I'll be honest with you, if I met him, he wouldn't have a, you know, lose a, a little uh, Lulabelle long because I would cut it off. <laughs> oh, okay. And I would drop it in the ocean and feed it to the sharks. They wouldn't get to sew it back. <laughs> okay, well that sounds interesting. So the you know, the the uh, two husband is alive. He got you know, did he become a faggot or does he got does he got some? Uh, I, I, I really, I um, I'll be honest with you. I don't know if he's become a faggot, but you know what? All these years he would never talk. He, you know, she, my daughter has kept me from talking to her. Uh, he's she's like the gatekeeper. She kept me from talking to him. Period. She wouldn't let me talk to him, or she didn't want him to talk. To me, so about three years ago, or four years ago, she could say, you know, she mentioned. I said, you know what? She says, well, Dad, Dad thought about calling you or talking to you, but his friends 
said that they didn't think it was a good idea. And I said, well, does that a female friend? And she said, no. Well, you know, it never, it never occurred to me that it might be men or his male friend that didn't want him to call me. Okay. So um, I'm, I'm suspecting that the anger was so there because, you know, the Jews support the fag industry. I mean, they're the ones promoting all this, you know, homosexual. Yeah, all of it. So, um, you know, um, I, I mean, I, I can only suspect he might be, but I have no proof, okay? Well, I mean, I don't see Siegfried saying anything because, well, he understands what it's like being around Jews here. You know what I mean? I mean, heck, this is, this is just probably normal for Siegfried's life. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, you know, maybe. I, I don't like it. And Dick Chelsea Freed, I, I do not like fags, honey. Don't even go near me with that crap. I lived with fags in Charlotte, North Carolina. My little gay roommate for two and a half years on the corner of Queens and Luther. And, uh, you know, I, I, I lived with him. And, you know, we had a deal when I lived with him, too. He couldn't have a man and either could I. <laughs> <laughs> we, okay. we yeah, yeah, but you know, um, at that time, I worked with him at, uh, in a contemporary furniture store, and I was an assistant manager for one of the stores. So that's why that ended up. You know, he was working in the store with me, and um, so no, I'm not 78. I'm 70. Okay, so. Um, you know, I, the gay man. The gay man at that time, back in the eighties, you know, I'll never forget moving in with him because it was an old, really a, a charming apartment building. It was old, you know, quaint in um, um, Charlotte, North Carolina, on Queens Road. And Queens Road's really like Peachtree in Atlanta. You know, they, I lived in the old area of Charlotte where the lots of old money, lots of money, old money, mm-hmm. and. Um, so I remember I was moving in on the first floor on this uh, apartment building. It had beautiful uh, hardwood floors, and the molding was like 12-inch, uh, 13-inch molding, and it had a beautiful porch with the French doors going out the front. And I remember moving in with um, uh, Steve was his name, and all of his little gay friends came by. And that fact, Steve was like about between my daughter and my son's age. So my daughter's right now, she's 51, and my son's like 48 or 49. I can't remember, somewhere in there. But he, he was in between those ages, and back then he was like um, uh, in his 20s, you know. And um, so all of his little friends came over, and they're all gay. And I would say, well, you know, I'm really worried. We're sitting on the porch. I said, I'm really worried because the Myers Park, where we lived was Myers Park. I said, the Myers Park rapist is out, you know. And he's, this this rapist was known to break into these old southern mansions and rape the southern women in their bedrooms. <laughs> and huh. all, all by, all by, all uh, Steve said and all of his friends said, don't worry about it, Linda. We'll get to him before he gets to you. <laughs> okay. Well... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have I've had got a lot of experiences. And upstairs lived this guy that had a had a crush on me and his name was Pete. And he ran his own business 
building business. He was a you know builder, had a contracting business, and in his apartment. Now, Pastor, I know they talk about you and look at you know say make, say things, but Pete would, has really nothing. Uh, you have nothing. I mean, he was something. He raised bunny rabbits in his apartment. He had mom and pop and grandpa and grandma and great grandma and grandma and all the baby bunnies living in his apartment. <laughs> well, what? No- why not? Why not? Uh, yeah, I I sort of had the system. I had the sort of system sitting outside himself, but uh, hey, uh, rabbits on the indoors here. Well, well you know, it's hey. so funny. <laughs> and he I'm really not did. I'm not really over fond, you know. I mean, I I usually only like raising something I like killing and eating here, like chickens. You know, I like yeah. eggs. I like oh, I like having I like having <laughs> fresh chicken. Well, I actually don't like fresh chicken that much, but I like fresh chicken. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I do too. Saying, but hey, you know, I, like, I you know. I mean, you know, heck, that chicken used to be a friend of mine here, and then well, heck, yeah. It was her yeah, turn here. It was it. his turn. Yeah, it was his turn. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you, yeah, you know, years <laughs> ago, though, people had chicken. You know, people had chickens, though, and didn't really. They they would let them get really old, really old before they, you know, um, eat well, them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they, 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 yeah. It's called fricasseeing. They, they boil them and boil them and boil them in a crock yeah. pot or something here to where they were tender. You know what I mean? Well, my mother used to make chicken and noodles, and my dad used to get, I'll never forget, yeah. coming home one, one day and eat a bunch of chickens. And, you know, we had this huge warehouse. My father had a terminal, trucking terminal, actually. Uh-huh. And uh, we, had, we had trucks, trucking terminal in my hometown. He owned a trucking terminal. Okay. And we lived on this property, and uh, but he built a house there, and it, he had a huge, huge garage. It was attached the terminals and terminals in the front of the building next to tracks and one in the back and um but anyway i would come home and he'd always go out and get one day i'm like wondering what's going on and i'm looking and i'm seeing this chicken running across the you know the driveway with its head off <laughs> running all over he was okay. you know yeah so i um my mother used to make homemade chicken and noodles all the time. Made noodles from scratch. Well, was... I I got a bunch I got a bunch of them from uh, you know going to this uh, church outside here. I, I was pretty well enjoying. Uh, oh, I got a bunch of potato, ten pounds of potatoes for a dollar for a dollar for ten pounds. Pretty good deal. Anyway, let's just take about a thirty second or a minute break, and let me save the chat. And we can be back here in a minute or so uh, for this episode of Movie Turd here. Okay, folks, hail victory.
yourself something. Are you there? Yeah, hold on. Hello? Yeah, hold on. Are you back? I just got back. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm back. I was, I was going to put up that thing about Trey. Poor old Trey Glenn Miller. He's, uh, he's going to get a August trial. He's denied internet access in jail, and I want people to look, uh, because that's the uh, main thing happening on the bowel movement tonight here, or today. Okay. Yeah. I so, mean, it's not like, it's, it's, it's a, um, with uh, Trader Gun Miller, I mean, he's, they're going to, you know, do away with him. He knows that problem. I doubt it. I doubt it. Not quick enough. I mean, not quick enough to suit me, anyway. I'm not a big fan of Trader Glenn Miller uh, at all. I think Trader Glenn Miller deserves whatever Trader Glenn Miller gets. Uh, let's see. Wait, wait, wait a minute. What do you mean? Uh, uh, so, uh, what? S P L C Wolfkike. Morty talks to women. He is no movement leader. Allison Kike. I talk to a number of people. I talked to a number of people, and uh, hey, uh, <laughs> I mean, shoot, I guess I ain't no movement leader hey. because I allow, well, you know, I allow, I allow, I allow uh, cards in the chat room. I mean, shoot, yeah, I pretty I well, I pretty well, I pretty well. As long as I get my monologue in, I pretty well allow all sorts of stupid shit to go on. There. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, don't I? I know. Yeah, you do. It's, it's really quite entertaining. Well, no they, longer they're, they're, uh, experienced by you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I like it. I, these, uh, these faggot, you know, men uh, complaining about women. Well, you know what? Well, when you get a real woman on here, you don't even know how to treat a real woman, much less, uh, you know, so... Yeah, what well, happens to the women? Hmm? Best thing I'm about sorry. best thing about Andre the nigger angling. He goes in and he's he's uh he's kicking off some tard <laughs> who hasn't had pussy since pussy had him. Here's old eight you know, eight three who probably hasn't had pussy since well he got rid of the underage Filipino jailbait when he was anti racist activist. I mean, yeah. heck, you know, you're you're essentially having one fucktard look down upon another fucktard because he's fucktarded in a different way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's sort of stupid. Yeah. That's sort of stupid. Oh, of I mean, shoot. You know, I'm pretty well. I'm pretty well relaxed here. Uh, you know, now I can be, of course, judgmental in some cases, but hey, here on the movement turd, why we let tards be tards. We let people say whatever the hell, you know, pretty much whatever the hell they want. Uh, I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of what wouldn't be allowed on the movement turd. And uh, pretty well, as long as you're not doing something that's likely to get me locked up, I mean, I don't really give a shit. You know? Well, you know, the movement... Movement turd has improved a whole lot because I remember when I first came on it with uh, when you know Logan was on it, we did, you had the nimbusters with all the pornography going all the time, and I noticed that that's kind of quit, you know, no more. Well, I mean, you know. I've never, I've never really, I mean, I've never really got down on pornography. I mean, you know, shoot, uh, with a name like uh, Dick Weltney. I mean, I've told people, quite honestly, I got the idea for the name Reltney from, uh, oh, sometime in June of 1982 when we were on a field training exercise, and I was looking at an old copy of Penthouse, and I was reading the Penthouse <laughs> forum letters uh, about here is this skank. It's probably a homo writing, uh, writing some money here, these salacious letters, about how the the rigid Routney was penetrating inch by inch her quivering quim. And I said, well, I don't know if quim is a good name here, but uh, Routney, hell, that sounds, that sounds, uh, that sounds uh, definitely, that sounds like definitely a wonderful joke name. And if it's Dick Routney, well, that's even more of a joke name, ain't it? Right? Yeah, it is. It's great. Oh, it's so oh, yeah. uh, what's, wrong with, what's wrong with joke names? Right? Help me. I don't know. But doesn't it mean something <laughs> else, according to uh, uh, well, <laughs> doesn't it mean a, a boner? Isn't it supposed to mean a oh, boner? Yeah, I'll tell you what it is. It's, it's British slang for penis. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, Dick Dick yeah, I mean, the whole world I mean, is, you know, I mean, the whole world revolves around this, uh, you know, phallic symbol. Everybody's worshiping the phallic symbol. And you get all well, these little fairy so packets running everywhere. I mean, you know, they got men. They're faggots. They're, you know, they're, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's sort of like, it's sort of like, well, look at the movement turn. Look at the bow over here. You have a, you have a Jew boy named Mike Linder who's bleeding out the ass. He's an obvious Jew, and people are taking him seriously, bitching about Jews. 
You have Trader Glenn Miller, drunken lumpy Melanchian, who was who's been a dog bought rat since nineteen seventy six. And people taking him seriously. So here it is, here it is, you have open gender bender shows up and the critter has gender identity issues and it you know, it was you know, on VNN quote and Fletcher rules they suck. So essentially the critter has no problem with rough speech or no problem with calling people a Jew without no you know, without no proof. And here's this here's this you know, you're looking at all the hypocrisy, looking at all the idiocy, looking at all the lies in white nationalism and CI dentistry. Well, hey, you know, might as well let the Tars have a fit here because I'm using a nickname like the like Dick Welt me and showing a picture of a turd, you know, for the movement turd <laughs> yeah, or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really I don't really take the you know, lying tards too seriously. Why should you? Okay. No, can't. They make stuff up as they go along. No, it's uh, it's not. You can't. After all, look at my. I mean, I'm I'm in there. I'm promoting pinky knot tank DNA test. You know, take a peek. Okay. That's, well, that's I don't know. I, I would say you're not really a man hater, Linda. I'm not really what. I didn't get that. I'm off my ear thing right now, so. If I'm repeating askings, I can't hear hear it that well. I are you there? Hello. Oh, I lost him. Hmm. Too bad. That's right. I'm really insane. No, I'm not insane. I'm the only one that's sane here. Quite frankly, not you, none of you. <laughs> well, except for maybe Mona and and uh, Optima. Yeah, we're seeing. You're not. You're all uh, petting your little, uh, you know, doggy bones. <laughs> I don't hate men. No, a real man, I don't hate. They're so they're rare. let me down. Yeah. Oh, please. I um, sorry if. You you cut out. I had to um, unplug my um, earphones because my battery is running down. So if I have oh, trouble okay. hearing, it's because I'm speaking just through the speakerphone right now, not the ear. Oh, no biggie, no biggie. Yeah. I have the speakerphone on as well, uh, onto my what fourteen dollar and ninety five cent meter phone. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. No problem. Okay. Good. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a dumb bitch, huh? Good. Yeah. Oh, well, I, oh live, come on. You got, you got to realize, realize, realize that for all the whining and the pissing <laughs> and the moaning, none of these cards, none of these cards, they're little faggots. Oh, oh my. So, well, what's the last time? Oh, oh, gee. Uh-huh. They just love it. For all the pissing in the morning, none of these tards are going to hang up. You know what I mean? I got, let me see, I have about 30-some tards on the line. So, hey, uh, you know, for all the whining and pissing and moaning here, uh, I mean, if you're going to whine and piss and moan about this show, 
Uh, I would say the fact that you are sitting here listening to it says far <laughs> more about how fucked up you are, you know, than I am. Okay? Right? Oh yeah. Well, I'm, it doesn't matter. It's fun because oh, it just gets hysterical. They're funny. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, you don't like my speaking not tape test, honey. That's the only way you can keep things pure. And by the way, the only only place legal for intercourse and sex is in a wedding bed with one man, one woman of their own kind. Not outside of it, not with the horse down the street, you know, and not Tommy and Harry together, you know. He, the whole universe was created male and female. Everything is created male and female. Even Pastor Lynn says asparagus patch. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean this. You know, this asparagus, this asparagus patch is uh, this Jersey Giant or this pink asparagus is actually a hybrid. It's not quite pure, whatever it is. The, the the asparagus, which is pure, is the Mary Washington or the Martha Washington. Now, if you really yeah. want to get, if you really want to get into it here, why you would, oh, after a while, you would, oh, plant say crowns of asparagus somewhere else, and then just take the male asparagus and then put mm-hmm. it into. Uh, you know, into uh, a particular bed if you're that worried about it. I'm not. Uh, you know, you will have you will have uh, you will have asparagus with seed, and it's a female asparagus, and it doesn't produce as big as spears. True enough. But on the other hand, why you have a you have a way of essentially planting new beds of asparagus elsewhere. Okay? Yeah, but you have male and female though, right? Well, yeah. well, I mean, you know, well, it's sort of like, it's sort of like, well, sort of like well, with walnut trees. I mean, yeah. the flower, the flowers have both a male and a female component, and that's the way it is. If it's self, yeah. I mean, essentially, if it's self uh, fertile, uh, it will, I guess, literally just suck itself in order to produce fruit. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, sort of like, uh, say, a tiger lily or something like that. You will have, you will have the pollen. You'll have the pollen, which is the male, which is the male, you know, portion of it. But you also have the stamen and the pistils, which is the female portion, which has what becomes a fertilized, well, sort of egg here. And mm-hmm. so, a lot of plants here, like well, walnut trees here. One year, one year they're they're more male. Than female, but in a different place, it'll sort of swap off. So you'll have, you'll have every two years, you'll have a lighter crop from when the walnuts in this particular place were mainly male, and you'll have another year when you have a bumper crop of black walnuts when the trees were mainly female. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to ask you this: your your crops, though, if you just had all females, they probably die out. No, if you had all men, you don't have all men. You know, what I'm saying is that with, with, a flower, with a flowering plant, with a flowering plant, you will have, you will have, you'll have both stamen and pistils. 
I mean, essentially, P-I-S-T-I-L, which is the female portion of the flower, and you'll have the stamen, which holds the pollen pads, which are the male portion of the flower. So you will have, you'll have sort of like what the gender bender wants to be or is, you'll have a critter which has both male and female sexual organs, so to speak. Uh-huh. You know, you'll have, you'll have what Obagenda wants to be here, Obagenda bender. I mean, but you, no. you know, you will have some cases where there are more, where the tree, where an actual tree is far more male and therefore will have fewer nuts, you know, and then you'll have, say, a walnut tree will be more female and it will have more nuts there because you know, it'll be more productive. So in any case, it's, you know, it is, it is what it is. Uh, you know, now I'm now I'm saying I'm saying that for Israelites, you, you'll have Israelite women, you'll have Israelite men, and that is what that is what you should, if you're smart, uh, confine yourself to. But anyway, anyway, uh, I uh, you know that's that's pretty well what I was uh, that's pretty well what I was uh, saying here. I mean. No. Where would I find an Israelite man? It's very, I mean, not where I'm living, but you know what? When I was in Charlotte, it wasn't a whole lot different when I was living there. Uh, well, because, in uh, most yeah. cases, across the fruit and nut plant, you have a lot of Anglo mestizos who were fucked up that, in the head. Back in the 80s, right? and it was, you know, and all, all these men were divorcing and marrying uh, these little, uh, uh, Indian women and these little uh, muds and Asian and divorcing their wife of their youth and marrying these. Yes, Jews did a good job at destroying the family unit, didn't they? Well, they are what they are here. That's why. That's why I don't take Rachel Madsau too seriously. I mean, yeah. and uh, your your daughter. Well, hey, uh, she doesn't want to get along with Mama. I mean, what are you going to do about it? The answer is there's nothing you can do about it, right? Yeah, oh, it's, it's like this. Um, I don't really care to have anything to do with her. She's going to slap me. Uh-uh, never. Over. You don't okay, slap well, me. Well, there's, there's no point to it. I, I've, no. Had, I've, had, uh, I've been, like, she has, uh, one other time she slapped me when I, you know, and then she's, she has uh, got a temper and uh, a major camera. Matter of fact, one of my friends, he's passed away now, but when in Charlotte, when she come to visit me, mentioned that right off. He he picked up on what she was like. So um, it's that, you know, uh, it's just the way it is. You don't respect your mom. If you hit your mom, you don't have any respect for me. This is what I see. This is how I I. Um, handle it. You're not my daughter. Okay. You know, uh, what am I to do? Call her up and say, and oh, it's, I'm supposed to, uh, she's the one that needs to call and apologize. She has no remorse over slapping that crap out of her mother. No remorse. Okay. And it's in the scripture that in the end times that, you know, your children will turn against the parents and, you know, she actually, you know, she's turned her hatred toward me, but she's supporting the fact, you know, and she support, you know, she she's very much into race mixing, you know, 
she helped some of her white couple's friends get Chinese children to raise and adopt. Okay. So, and, uh, I mean, I'm supposed to accept that? No. Uh-uh. What I see, what I see, it's sort of laughable about, you know, about poor little tards who haven't had pussy since pussy had them getting all, you know, getting all shrilly anti-female. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this is not like, say, April Gady. Yeah, I was a model parent, you bastard. You have no idea. I was an excellent mother and homemaker and perfect. Yeah, he had it made. I don't really care to hear it, you know. I mean, I, I'm not going to be put on this little, oh, I'm a whore and I'm this and that. These tards don't know what the freak they're talking about. You know what, I'm sorry, Pastor, but I'm quite upset right now. That's really upsetting. You know, no, you don't slap your mother. I don't care what she has done. You don't slap your mother. Period. Okay. You know, it's like they want to justify it. Now, if Roxy's daughter came in and she got in an argument with Roxy and started beating the shit out of your uh, Roxy, what would you do? Pastor oh, Emily, 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 uh, I mean, Emily, she just called Emily, her Emily, her Emily has never, Emily's never done that. Emily actually does love her mother. You know what I mean? Well, I don't think Emily, my daughter she ain't that crazy. She ain't that crazy. She ain't that crazy about me. You know, yeah. I'm not that crazy about her. But on the other hand, uh, yeah, what a bitch. Uh, pretty well, pretty well. We we have an open invitation for my stepdaughter, uh-huh. Roxy's daughter, to come back as long as she gets his red nigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. But red well, nigger. okay. But I I'm talking about I'm just comparing if your if she got in an argument with Roxy or she, you know, some kind of her, and she calls off and clobbers her mom, well, how would you respond to that? Well, she, she, doesn't, she doesn't do that. I'm I asking mean, you how you respond to it. I didn't say whether well, she I mean, I just kick, I just kick, I just, I just kick her fat ass out the house and turn her not to come back no more. Okay. okay. So my Maybe daughter she wasn't coming uh, back, and yeah. She's not coming back because, you know, unless you get, you'd have to come and really apologize to me. You have no remorse over hitting your mom. I'm her elderly mother. I was there, raised my daughter. She, my children had it made. They had a wonderful home life. I didn't deserve okay. that. Okay? All right. I, I'm going to excuse myself. Now, because I'm, you know, I'm not doing much for your show, but I really appreciate you talking to me, Pastor. And you have, uh, sure. I'll talk to you another time when I'm not so okay. Angry. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, well, that's fine. Bye bye. All right. Well, uh, looks like uh, looks like Linda wanted to call it a night, which is okay. Uh, why not? Why not? Anyway, folks, we're going to take another couple minute break, and I'm going to see what's on uh, Meet the Uden Press. Uh, they were talking about a number of things. 
Uh, what's going on in the bowel movement is Trader Glenton Miller uh, essentially had his arraignment. You know, his arraignment because he was found uh, guilty enough in the preliminary hearing, for which he was here. And he's been, you know, he's been pretty well. Uh, you know, he's going to go to trial. He wants a quick, you know, quick trial. And that's fine with me here. I mean, he's guilty as hell, and I hope Zog Babylon uh, does rip a whole new one. But what I would like is for Trader Glenn Miller to embarrass the crap out of uh, Zog by saying, hey, uh, I had an agreement here that I could go ahead and shoot wherever Jews I want to. Instead of, uh, well, claiming whatever Trader Glenn Miller's going to claim. So anyway, I'm going to take a break, and we'll be back in a few minutes. Hail Victory.
this was this one called Damn the DOT, which was a uh, which was pretty well a truck driver favorite, which was only on cassette tape here. But you had another one called My Big Pitted, My Big Pitted Bubble Headed Girl. And that was sort of funny too. In any case here, uh, where am I at? Oh, people see me a rough chat. Well, let's just say here. Okay. I need to need to restart it here, but I'm not going to. Oh boy, I'm gonna see what the hell the news is, although I think it's about the uh about the idiot who, uh, mainly the idiot who, uh, you know, flew a plane into a mountain in France. No, no shortage of that. No, no shortage of them parts here. Okay, I'm looking at this uh, thing on MSNBC about all these critters who are locked up. How many Jewish truck drivers are there? I don't know. Jews like working that hard. Uh, there's uh, yeah, you got some, you got some people who are working hard driving a truck. I was one of them. Okay, so let me see. Looks like uh, yeah, if anybody wants to call in, they can call in. No biggie. Uh, I got my monologue done. Let's see what's on Meet the Union Press here. Now they're playing the MSNBC about the people in jail or something like that. How many FPLC tied truck drivers are there? I don't know. I don't think there's any. I mean, them Jews don't like to work. What the hell? What the hell would that have to do with anything? Is Amanda listening to Linda Cohen? Uh, no, she she married you when she was fifteen or sixteen. She was a red-haired uh, hybrid negress. Her brother, who was five years older than her, wasn't too crazy about her marrying a Jew and refused to talk to her. And he died a little while ago of cancer, and they cremated him. He was in Louisiana. And from what gather, Linda lived in what? Oh, southern Ohio or West Virginia or something like that. So, okay, red haired Estrakikis. Now she was an Estrakikis. All right. Okay. Right, let's see what we're going to have it on. Meet the Union Press here in a minute. Do, 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 do. I'll see what is the main news on, uh, you know, the main news I'm supposed to be paying attention to. Iran nuclear talks, why they're fighting with the Iranians. Huh. Uh-huh. Deborah Beener named Ted Cruz why he's wanting to get the Tea Party Whiggers to vote for him for president. Why? It ain't going to happen. Let's see. What else here? Meet the Union Press. I'm going to call mine here after, what, about three hours or so. I got my...
Mike Buckenby is quoting the survivalist. Well, that's nice. Okay, shave your armpits here. <laughs> okay. Meet the Uden Press. I think there's hardly anything going on in the uh, overall world other than some some angle in the season in Germany, or maybe it might have been a winger uh, flew, a, flew a plane into a mountain. Flew a plane in the mountain, killed a bunch of 150 people. Let's see. I'm looking at this here. Let's see. Okay, I'm looking at uh, the news. Nothing much going on. Same old stupid shit. Okay, Nikki and Press. I was uh, I was looking way back yeah, before I got thrown in jail. I talked way back in 2004 about prion poisoning. You know, uh, what it moved down to was taking deer, which were infected with chronic wasting disease, and going two, three hundred miles away from where they had it in, say, Wisconsin or Colorado or whatever, uh, picking them up at about this time at the end of winter, picking them up at this time at the end of winter, and taking them, oh, you know, taking their infected bodies and cooking them up a little bit and feed them to deer and cattle and the rest here and spreading chronic wasting disease. Call it prion poisoning. Well, then I found out, you know, while I was in that house, why it wasn't being spread, but deliberately it's being spread by stupidity and greed. You see, I believe way back around 1960s or so, these sheep, which you know, had what was called you know, scabies, where they would, you know, they would have something wrong with their heads from a uh, mistwisted protein. I believe it got into, across uh, the species line, into, uh, you know, white-tailed deer and mule deer. Sometime around in 1960-something or another, they got found out. Now you have in Missouri, not thanks to prion poisoning, but you have it all over the place, all over the place, and recently in northern Missouri. In the same county where, you know, Jubor Linder lives, he's eating plant deer. You have all, you have all this 
you have all this uh, stuff to where you're first found in a game farm. You're first found in a game farm here in, uh, you know, here in uh, Missouri, first in 2010, but all of a sudden, No more CWD.org. Let me just go ahead and click the thing in. But folks, it's occurred, especially not only in these six counties, which were, you know, it started out in Macon County. And it was caused by this game farm to where you had people allowing people to feed these deer. They don't have big antlers. And these people pay ten or twenty thousand dollars to get guaranteed deer with what about ten or twelve or however many of a rack on it. And folks, that's what spread the chronic wasting disease. I stopped talking about it because they don't want to get out of the nut house and be. I found out it was being spread <laughs> I found out it was being spread by having these deer. Now, folks, if I wanted to spread AIDS, would I try to get old Quakers who are 60, 70 years old to fuck nigger wenches or to go on the download with nigger bucks and then spread it all over the place? Or would I just simply, like what happened in the 1980s, early 1980s, say the faggots have a right to fuck and let's keep these bathhouses and Fatbacks, Crisco, and New York, and whatever. Let's leave them open. The chronic wasting disease is spread not by deliberate, quote, biological terrorism, like I had advocated sort of way back in 1997 through about 2004-2005, but it's being spread because stupid people The people are allowing these deer to be confined to where this disease spreads and spreads and spreads and spreads. Now they're bitching that guess what? Too many deer are being harvested. Well, guess what? If you're in northern Missouri, you want as many deer, you want to close down these game farms, and you want as many deer to be harvested so that will decrease the spread of chronic wasting disease because guess what? Way back in 2000, 2001, 2002, they tried to seal off chronic wasting disease around around Dane County, which is around where Madison, Wisconsin is, or University of Missouri and University of Wisconsin and Madison. Essentially, it's the liberal Whigger capital of Madison. And as a result, they say they anywhere from about two to four out of ten deer have chronic wasting disease. So now they're trying to claim essentially not, you know, have these confined deer treated like they're agricultural livestock so the Missouri Department of Conversation, Conservation won't, won't, Make sure that, you know, to end this confined deer breeding. Now, folks, I'm sort of for spreading chronic wasting disease. 
maybe I shouldn't say a dang thing about it, but it's being spread by stupidity. Being spread by stupidity. Let's see. Missouri, no mo chronic waste, you know, no N-O-M-O-C-W-D tend to focus on chronic waste disease and legislate. The topic became wild in the larger issue of legislative hostility toward the Missouri Department of Conversation. So if they really want earth nature here, Uh, look at these tards, Republican tards, Senate, Senate here. Okay. All right, so they're worried, they're worried that if you, you have these deer with chronic wasting disease, nobody's going to want to hunt them deer, and so the value of their property will go downhill quite a bit. So... I'm going to look at chat room. What is the what is that formula? You know, target script days. Okay, well, I don't know. Reverse transcript days here. Uh, why not? Look at the Wikipedia article. Sometimes you tards uh, you know, have me looking at that here. Complimentary deal. Okay, retroviruses. Okay. Oh. Retroviruses. Okay, these are misfolded prions, what they believe it is here. Linda Gibruser on what? Is that where you're at, Morty? Maybe it is, maybe it is. Uh, I'm a little bit tired as well. Give it up. I may just 
I may just go ahead and give it up here. I'm looking at Meet the Union Press. I was, you know, talking about the chronic wasting disease. Heck, I've got a whole, I got a whole bunch of cards, and none of them want to call in. I think they were carded out by, uh, you know, by having Bruce and then Linda call in. Bruce ran out of money. Uh, to me, it doesn't really matter. Uh, doesn't really matter. Uh, it's fine to me what Linda does here. It's fine to me what, what Bruce does here. It's not really my concern to tell Bruce or Linda what to do. At all. At all. Uh, I was talking to Russ Walker and I was talking to Tattered Flag, and uh, hey, I need to uh, work on sending to you know to Russ Walker an affidavit to have him sign, you know, to have him admit that it wasn't me who sent out that uh, Lexus Nexus page on Brian Real like Brian Real wants to claim. Point out Brian Real's committing fraud. Uh, this past week, I got a rule, you know, Rule 59E motion in. And my own brother, he just had to talk to me last night and talk for about 15 minutes. And my brother has no remorse for what he's done. He's still whining like a pussy about this uh, $200 Pontiac, which uh, when I got it in 2000, you know, he said, okay, go ahead and drive it until... You know, you're not able to drive it anymore. And then give it back to me to junk out. That was this 1980 Pontiac Lamont. And later on, he claimed that I'd cheated him out of a $200 car. I was locked in that house. Roxy gave him two Caprice Classics that she owned to junk out. Worth well over two hundred dollars. He still want like a pussy about uh, how I ripped him off. Here it is. He had, you know, he had promised way back in nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine, you know, when that mean bitch Jenny died. That when my our mom died, I get half of his half, and I assumed that Monty's bunch had the same deal with my sister. And my brother has had no intention from day one of keeping his agreement. At all. So what to do about hoiders? What to do about regime criminals who can't obey their own damn law? And that's pretty well what I was talking about, writing about on this Rule 59E motion. And I need to put it up. All right? Well, Linda, Linda's interesting. Uh, Linda's interesting. Uh, you got to wonder here. I mean, shoot. 70-year-old woman going to go to Australia to hook up with some 22-year-old uh, character who has, uh, oh, who has issues. I think Linda has issues. Two 
Utah hearts out to see the world. There's quite a bunch of world to screw up. Tarred River, you'll be eating at your liver. I'm going to be fucked up someday. Two retards out to see the world. There's quite a bunch of fucked activity to see. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. I mean, shoot. Usually, I mean, I don't know. Oh, Logan, oh, Logan liked it here. Logan went from Nashville to, uh, you know, to New Jersey to get his Peterbilt here. I'm going on to Nashville to get my Peterbilt so they make Peterbilts, you know, uh, in a factory. Around Nashville, and there used to be a song here about oh, 25, 30 years. I'm going down to Nashville to get my Peter belt. Well, hey, old Logan went out to uh, <laughs> Logan went out to uh, you know, to Jersey City to get his Peter belt. And then to the old show to get his Peter belt. He's going out to Nashville to get his Peter belt. So hey, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, never mind. Never mind. I ain't gonna say anything. Uh, but you know, I certainly, I certainly haven't thought of crossing, crossing much less state lines, much less international date lines here to uh, get me some here. <laughs> so where am I at here? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I have quite a bit of, you know, have a quite of, uh, let's see here. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not going to really, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say nothing more here. Middle East in turmoil. U.S. working with and against Iran. That's what gets me about Zog Babylon. It fucks with people that it, you know, that don't really know how to uh, work with here. Uh, I used to hear the United States is going to invade Iran. It's going to get into a war with Iran. Why? How'd the war with Iraq, how'd the war with Afghanistan work out? Didn't work out too good, did it? I believe Iran has nuclear weapons. I believe you know you have even a halfway smart mullah. He'd have bought a bunch of these uh, Russian artillery shells. And folks, uh, I would say Iran has the engineering capability of oh, probably about the same as 1970s or better, Zog Babylon. because they've had so much time to look at circuits and the rest here and create the circuits. By the way, I think China has better has better circuitry building than certainly the United States does, the Zog Babylon does. 
But he got some plutonium from these Russian artillery shells. Why, you can make yourself as many nuclear weapons as you want to. Big deal was what? About a week and a half ago to where, oh, Zog Babylon was trying to get into the brick. You know, Brazil, Russia, India, China alliance to where they're getting away from the Zog buck as a reserve currency. And Zog decided the better, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. And pretty well the brick nations of Brazil, Russia, India, and China told Zog Babylon, fuck off. We don't need you. The Chinese, ever since 2009, have started selling, not selling as much shit in return for paper. They got plenty of U.S. paper. Plenty of U.S. paper. Trillions of dollars in U.S. paper. Now Zog Babylon is supposedly selling itself, you know, because, you know, the Zog buck, the dollar bill is a dead instrument. D-E-B-T. Also D-E-A-D, but D-E-B-T. They're talking about how they are going to tell Iraq what to do. No, they're not. Couldn't tell Iraq what to do. Couldn't tell Afghanistan what to do. Why would they be able to tell Iran what to do? Answer, they're not. They're not. Not going to be able to. You know, well, guess what? Uh, you have these people. The white, okay, we have these stars, we have finished. Uh, so uh, white, white, nationalism, white nationalism isn't finished. It never got started. It was started out with David Duck and Milton Munster, Don Black, and uh, now it's to what? Cut Hair Walrus and Greg Johnson and all these other tars, April Gady and William Pierce. You know, I mean, it not, it, not only did it get started, it certainly is, you know, it is going to finish and that's not going to do anything any good here. I'm just, I'm just talking, I'm just talking to, uh, Oh, I'll have about a three-hour show tonight. I need to say, say the heck with it here. I really don't have much to say other than about Trader Glenn Miller. Kevin Alfred Strom. There's the deal. Kevin Alfred Strom and Wiggerswell Williams are being forced in to, you know, we're, they're, suppose we have to put up with Kevin Alfred Strom and Wiggerswell Williams and uh, all these other tards, and the answer is no, we don't. No, we don't. You guys want to follow that? You can. I don't see the point of it. Why should anybody pay much attention to Wigger Squills National Alliance with Kevin Alfred Strom? And for that matter, why didn't pay attention to Pierce? You know, all he was was a critter who got four hundred thousand dollars of orders odd bucks, who set up a Elohim City for create cards. Then when he got old, he gave it to an idiot like Eric Glebe for Eric Glebe to fuck it up. Because all Babylon told him to. Pierce never cared for the white race. Pierce only cared about his own private, you know, personal Pierce pecker. 
That's all he cared for. Those of you who want to listen to Rabbi Fink, here's the Jew boy. Why listen to him? Why listen to Jeremy Visser? Why listen to Eli or James? Why listen to anybody? Those of you who want to listen to me, you can. I don't explain Christian identity as being oh you know out of sync of anything here. I do believe that we as Israelites should follow the Israelite holy days of the Sabbath, of Passover, of days of unleavened bread. But I don't believe you should sacrifice a male lamb and eat them in one night with bitter herbs. You know why do that? Christ is our sacrifice. You don't need to crucify Christ every year. If you're crucifying Christ every year, well, I guess what? He's nothing, you know, you're you're the one on top here, and Christ is the one on the bottom, which is not the way it should be. Christ was sacrificed once here. That said, if you want to eat lamb on Passover, that's fine. If you want to eat turkey, or a turtle dove, or a grouse, or a chicken, or whatever. Fine. When the holy days are there, you are supposed to, if you're an Israelite, is to reflect on Yahweh's plan. And understand yourself as part of that plan. Christian identity is not very difficult at all to understand. If you are the chosen seed of Israel's race, and you've heard the call, then obey Yahweh's law so that you be part of Yahweh, that you be part of Yahweh's people, Yahweh's servant nation. You're the only one who has any real chance of personal salvation. The rest of them may all just go to hell where they belong at or to the grave. Not hard to understand at all. There's nothing in it which means that you need to get in trouble. You need to do something stupid. What you need to do is mind your own damn business. What you need to do. You need you need to figure out you don't have to you don't have to believe in Christian Day to know the Zog Babylon is coming to Cropper. Things are not very, running very well for Zog Babylon. They're not going to run very well for Zog Babylon. Zog Babylon is dick. Now, but you ought to have enough sense to realize that, okay? Does it piss on shrubbery? Well, yes. Uh, Angaloon uh, doesn't have half a beard. He has a nigger-shaped head and nose. He doesn't sue because what's he going to sue on? I mean, sue for the affectation of an underage Filipino, you know, lot lizard. He doesn't run for office because, hey, who's going to vote for him? And as far as don't piss on shrubbery, well, maybe he does, maybe he don't. I don't know. And why are you there? <laughs> 
Thank you, Shaka Woman. Well, I have a turd. Give it every turd a chance. Well, yeah, that's what I do. It's past this expiration. Okay, newnation.org. Well, that's fine. Had a little Pocalese call in, and he was, you know, call me, and he was saying that the beer barrel is ailing. Because few and few, few people get on it. And that's true. Pretty much, you know, pretty much all the, uh, all the, uh, WordPress blogs and the rest, why they are they're pretty well censored. They're pretty well just hard stroking each other off. With a bunch of Jews moving in on it. Not much going on in the bowel movement other than, well, guess what? Trader Glenn Miller was going to face trial. It took him what? Oh eleven and a half months? to get arraigned, to actually go toward the big trial, and then he decides he wants, he wants a speedy trial within 150 days. So guess what? The judge says, okay. His lawyers want him not to have a trial until about this time next year. Two years after, he goes and kills Breeze Oglings. This test going to be a year and a half after he kills Breeze Oglings, which is, well, I guess, a quick trial. So, what does that have to do with any of you? And the answer is not too much. Maybe you should have anything to do with this stupid crap. If you have any sense. Now you should have anything to do with this stupid crap if you have any sense. Now whether or not you have any sense is a is pretty well an open question. Most of you don't. We shouldn't worry about it. Shouldn't worry about it at all. Oh, by the way, by the way, old tattered flag says that old uh, boob, with you know, boob from Washington D.C. who now owns, now owns a uh, white Aryan resistance. The Wolf of West wearing Wallstein, supposedly he's a Larushi. He's a Larushite. Well, guess what? Linda Larusse was a Jew. I used to remember when I was a kid, let's go Lyndon LaRouche. He'd run for president every four years. He'd, he'd bitch about the Queen of England and bitch about Kissinger, the Jew. He was a Jew himself, but hey. So I wouldn't be surprised old Boob, you know, or a.k.a. Wolf of West Wailing Wallstein, is a Jew. What difference does it make, hmm? Then they're whining about anonymous posting who don't agree with them. 
you have all sorts of critters whining about on the internet about all these tards who are so disrespectful to women or to tar, other tards or whatever. Here, all this whining to where now the newspapers close the comment section. They've closed the you know the Kansas City Red Star has closed the comment section. Because they don't want racists talking about Trader Glenn Miller. What a wonderful critter the critter is. Okay. You have Linder. He censors. You have Don Black. Oh, by the way, Spurfart is 20 years old by a couple of days ago. The folks I remember when Spurfart used to be a webpage. He used to have stuff by Louis Steen, but guess what? 2003, here come B. Bolton. And Sperm Party is no longer a web page saying anything intelligent. It's about, oh, a thousand, you know, thousand tars posting about, what, oh, 10,000 more dick posts. And then it say, what, 10,000 or 300,000 over the years, most of whose accounts are inactive. Posting more dick, more dick, more dick. It's just essentially a V-Bolton forum is a exercise in more dickery. And so sperm fart censors, of course it does. There was a tard who claimed that when sperm fart came up with his V-Bolton section, it was the most wonderful thing since sliced bread. And then he went a decade or so, and then he woke up one morning and what has all my internet modicary done for me? Nothing. Nothing at all. You have all the modicary you want. More dickery don't feed the poopy dog. More dickery don't feed you. More dickery don't get anything done. It's just more dickery for the sake of more dickery. More dickery, dickery, clodock. The tar ran up the clock. The, you know, the zog struck one, the tar ran down. More dickery, hickory, duck. Hmm? <laughs> well, yeah, Nimbusters are closed. It's been closed, uh, got closed down, and it came up like a, a noxious sprout here from a root, and now the root has pretty well died. Yeah, let's go see. Let's go see what there is left of Nimbusters. The name of Hate Flame. Flame plus 10. Go ahead and look. See what there is here. Photo of the Duke found. This guy. Toad got kicked off from Echo Link. He's bitching about it. <laughs> oh, 
can. Just like, well, I'm so dry. Okay. All right. You have, well, stupid shit. <laughs> stupid shit. Hold on, what's left in them busters? Five thousand five hundred and thirty two posting and eight hundred and fifty five web, sixteen users online, zero registered, ten deaths. That's what Nimbusters is. There's hardly anything left in Nimbusters. Let's see. Let's go look at sperm fart here. Sperm fart. Ghost sperm fart, they have Vincent Von Go, private sustained members. It's, it's re- retarded and boring. Let's see. Notes from fourth annual Stormfront Smoky Mountain Conference. Okay, nothing much going on there. Let's see at the CI telegamy section. Let's see if there's anything going on there. Haven't the people that, you know, okay, we have the piss and possum fogging its bullshit. Man, let me see. You had uh, Liar Bill about a couple of days ago whining, you know, trying to teach CI dentistry. Liar Bill. Okay. Okay, it was Tom Stewart, who was a Catholic tard, who cleaned it up. Okay. Liability happened by how he knew all sorts of stupid shit. Well, no, we don't. I don't see anything. I don't see anything much worth reading over on Sperm Fart. Same thing. And what they have, they have currently active seventy members and a thousand fifty-four guests. Let me see. I'm one of their members because I don't hardly post anything. I get banned anyway if I were to. Let me see if my name's there. Okay, my name is in there. Looks I haven't been on, uh, let me see, White News now. See if that's even on there. 
Stalemate goes even up. Okay. Is it up? White News Now. Okay, Forum PHP. All right, it's up here. Okay. What's new? Let's see if anything's new. Talking about the Amanda Knox. And I was surprised here that it's even up. Okay, American Third Position Party, the launch of whatever, WNN Radio from 2012 here. Okay. anything there. American Freedom Party, if that's going to accomplish anything. Little Whigger Nations or Whigger Notions. WhiteNations.com I'm a member there. 30 guests. Let's see here. Okay. Well, I'm looking at old uh, the Stanley Diggs Rape Center. Long front sucks. Okay, let's go look at that. Alex Linder and his Jewish buddies here. Let's see. Jewish Linder relatives. By DNN asshole smasher. (laughs) 
I'm looking. I'm looking at uh, Linder Hill. I'm looking at further addiction by Alex Linder. Okay. Let's see. Another white national site. Let's see what they have to say about Linder. Stormfront sucks. Oh, look at that. Okay, well, they're arguing that there's nothing worth donating on Stormfront. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. All right. I don't see anything. I don't see anything going on over on the uh, forums here. Okay. Wolfowitz Walkike here. Pattern. Uh, Terry Flagg told me yesterday they found out that old Wolfowitz Wailing Wallstein was a LaRouche. I wouldn't be surprised, though. Okay. <laughs> well, he's publicizing his old sock here. Ah, uh, no, asshole smasher is not me. <laughs> Ape tree kills feminism. No, he didn't kill feminism. Let's say you're some white girl. Would you really want everyone to know that you're being humped by Andre the Nigger Angling? Would you really want people to know that? Sure don't in the sure don't address the issue, uh, folks. I don't pay too much attention to Andre the Nigger. I mean, why in the world should anybody pay? You know, anybody's like pay attention to what some nigger says. You know, go over to Daily Spermer. All right, since you guys want me to, let's go over to the Daily Spermer. The Daily. What the hell is the address for the Daily Spurler? Daily Spurler. Andrew Angling Exposed. Yeah, that's the main one. Where old Andre the Nigger is, you know, trying to get around the fact he's a nigger. Let's see. Feature story. Let's 
with that one here. Departure of a comrade. I guess it did. You know, Chris and Jenny at Europe, you have old Andre the Nigger going ask them out with the Jew boy. I think. Yeah. William Fink, an obvious Jew, and Sven Longshank, a Mongol. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. Somebody called Wolf. Truthforgermans.com. Wow. Under the nigger returns with prevent pack change to explain how the natural order dictates gender roles and not itself. Huh. Well, why should anybody listen to Andre the nigger? Departure of a comrade. Here's a critter. And pictures of two Germans. Pretend that Andre the Nigger is one of them. After nearly two years of fantastic contributions, contributions, there's some unavailable. I'm going to have to close that. Okay, folks, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take a break, and we'll be back to the last section of the movement tail victory.
if I can't log in, can't log in, I'm going to call it night. Come on. I'm going to try one more time to log in. Okay, made it. <laughs> okay. Departure of a comrade of a comrade. Well, the problem, guest number five, is that I need a particular identity in order to activate the uh, you know, this particular talk show. I need to come, you know, sign in as Dick Relton. All right. So this Marcus Cicero, whoever the hell this tart is. He was flying because this Marcus Cicero had a show, you know, had a woman co-host the show. Why, 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 why? Here's Andre the nigger yapping about the medieval period. Well, guess what? In the medieval period, you were a nigger. And the medieval period, think, was in a ghetto. I'm looking at the stupid shit. 177 comments. Anon. Cato the Younger. He claims, hey, I'd be happy to meet everybody. If, you, if I don't like you, I'll, I'll fight with you. Got it.
All these idiots yapping about women. What do they know about women? Okay. I'm not going to post on uh, Andre the Nigger's site, though. Why should I? But you have, well, oh, my knees. Mike, is that Mike the Kite Delaney? There it is. Let me click over there. Mike the Kite Delaney. Folks, I don't see the point here. He's been, he still has an account. I have no problem with commenting here in the future. Well, Andre Angling, I guess, keep that old Marcus Cicero, departure of a comrade. Big deal. Anyway, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go ahead and call it a night. I'm so tired, and I have been yakking for, oh, let's see, three and a half hours? No need to make four. No need to make four. I'm going to call it a night. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and say, I want to see something in the chat room that needs to be said, needs to be explored. Okay, my connection was lost here. (laughs) Would you like to reconnect? Nope. I'm going to go ahead and call it a night. I'm going to go ahead and say, Hail Victory. I'm having problems with talk shoe. I'm going to call it a night. I'm going to go ahead and say, Hail Victory. Y'all is blessed. And good night.
am the ruling man. Kirillay Ice. White Lingo, we vote home. I'm the city roof, let the red cock grow. White Lingo, Civil War home. I'm the courthouse lawns, let red blood grow. For white man, there are for truth. The Jews all they know. I'm juggling next week, stop for boots to stamp out the throat. White mango, we vote hope on the city roof, let the red cock grow. White mango, civil war hope on the courthouse lawns, let red blood grow. She must only love the great Hi-ya-ya-ho The love of God Our only need Hi-ya-ya-ho White and gold We vote hope On the city roof Let the red cock grow White and gold Civil war hope on the corner of red, red blood flow. We'll talk as war, cause is right. Hi-yah-yah-ho. Our sons won't have to go and fight. Hi-yah-yah-ho. White go, we vote hope on the city roof, let the red cock grow. White go, civil war hope on the courthouse lawns, let red blood flow. Well, folks, I'm going to call it a night. Uh, I noticed quite a few. Uh, I, I've been looking over Stormfront. I've been looking over on BNN. I've been looking over on uh, White News Now, first time in about six months. Look at WiggerNations.com. And there ain't really much going on in anything in the you know, bowel movement. There was excitement a year ago when Trader Glenn Miller went nuts away because he was dying or he thought he was dying, and he went and gunned down some people. Now it's just simply, I want to talk about Jews. If I want to go, we're going to allow them up to a point to do that. Why not? Why not let someone who claims to be a white nationalist, let them define those of us who really are downward. Because Glenn Miller wasn't a white nationalist, he was a rat. He was a, he was a mongrel. You have these mongrels like Brian Rio and, you know, Brian Rio and Andre the Nigger Angeline and some Ben Packy Shanks, and you look at them, they're not even white. And they're pretending to be part of us, and they're not. So what do we do about that? What, what can we do about that when... Essentially, they got a microphone. They are giving a, you know, giving a platform. What can we do about it? And the answer is, well, nothing. Nothing. 
sort of like with this chronic wasting disease. I used to talk about prion poisoning, and then that out to realize and shit. It's spreading. It's spreading. It's not spreading the way I thought it should spread. But spreading is spreading by greed and stupidity. God Babylon is falling apart through greed and stupidity. It's not spreading apart because of anything the quote white nationalists or see identity do at all. It is spread because of what Jews who get these critters who pretend to be us claim they do. It's not really being destroyed because of that. It's being destroyed. The Amazon Babylon is being destroyed because of the lack of white people. There's fewer and fewer and fewer of us around. We don't control anything. We don't even control our own little bowel movement. So what to do about it? Answer? Nothing. What can be done about it? Nothing. What are we going to be able to do about it? Nothing. Let's not be surprised. Let's not be really surprised. Okay? We shouldn't be surprised. What we should do is you know, work on saving ourselves and work on saving our families. Work on saving our own. That's what we should worry about. That's all we should worry about. I managed to get back on. You'll have a few people listening, okay? You're too busy suing people. Uh, folks, this may come as a big surprise. I sued my brother in order to keep him from selling a house at the farm. And I accomplished that for $350. Now I'm just going through the motions of suing these crooked judges, these crooked lawyers. They're going to do whatever the hell they want to, and you know, in their, quote, victory, they're going to destroy any, quote, respect for themselves and so-called rule of law. As far as the lawsuit against old nigger lips, Brian Rail, guess what? I ain't the one who did it. I ain't the one who filed this. It's just going through the motions, and poor old nigger lips has no idea how to convert his fraud, his smash and grab into anything that's going to work. Because it's not. Just going through the motions. <laughs> In any case here, I'm going to uh, is uh, <laughs> do more than Marty here. Folks, uh, I'm going to call it a night. I'm going to call it a night. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and say, Hail Victory. Yahweh bless. And good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.